0: Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our
2: existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American Podcast.
0: Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of
2: MK Ultra mind control, to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies, from the
0: awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology, to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture, they have committed to unveiling the concealed realities
2: that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality.
1: Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't
2: cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line.
1: This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded, Come with us as we sift through the world's grand
2: mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth
1: of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast, where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth.
2: I'm down here. I sometimes I forget where I'm at, and I wonder if I've even started yet down here. And uh, today we've got a special guest, Heidi Love. And Heidi, you had me on your show recently, but it almost Good. felt like we were just like co-hosting the same show. <laughs> like I was interviewing you, and you were interviewing me back. and uh, it felt like we only got like one percent of the way into all the different <laughs> stuff we were uncovering. So first of all, welcome to to my side of the world, where I've got control. Um, you know, and tell people where they can find you. Uh, you've got amazing content. They're, they're going to find that out very quickly anyways, but where can they find you at?
3: Yes, I'm Heidi Love. I'm at the Unfiltered Rise, wherever podcasts are served. I do have a Patreon. If you want extra drops and extra content, I am an ex-Mormon for 34 years I was. So a lot of my content does uh, revolve around that, but there's a lot of other things as well. So thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: Oh, yeah. And we've also got another little special guest. Up, oh, who was that? Did anyone, <laughs> did anyone see that? <laughs> oh, oh, flip, flip. Oh, in and out. Almost. I, wish, oh. <laughs> I wish I had another layout where I could just like make it jump around to like different oh, spots. And
1: we'll work on that. Get just you know, OBS uh, action yeah. scripts. You know, they exist now. I'm, I'm in it, man.
2: It. I've had OBS open, but it's it's scary because then I start wanting to just like make all kinds of like, I want to make it a game. Totally.
1: Yeah. No, I, actually I should set you up. So my, if you go to my GitHub, I have like just an a section of GitHub um, of OBS packages. Oh, okay. And some of those are just incredible because you can have like, the first one was Luke Rudakowski wanted something where if you click the button, it would just show the bottom of the screen, your name, like you're in a, a news station. Like, so it's like this person being a shifty person
2: yeah the lower the lower <laughs> thirds yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and it's great because let's have that go on and then to have like a little script that runs by in the bottom of the screen and you can have that pulled from your other location so it's auto chat gpt down i mean Ooh. pretty sweet pretty sweet world we live in where you don't have to do any work and just robots do it for you
2: i'm not like a gobbling. I'm not afraid of them all taking our jobs. Like what? This came up in here. Let me just make sure that we're all we're all equal now. This
1: is Mormon transhumanism. I'm going to automate my my Zion. Yes. You know. Yeah.
3: Well, you you want to go to Kolob.
1: Yeah. Not Zion. <laughs> well, I'm a Kolobite right here. That's there, you yeah. there you go. There you go. You guys are already. Well, it doesn't exist
3: anymore. Yep. I,
1: it's it's got to bridge the gap. This is the thing. <laughs> yes. The idea of yes. Zion to Kolob, it, you, the problem yes. is Missouri, like until Missouri becomes the Wizard of Oz again, yep. there's no yes. going, back Kolob. Yes. going on. Jackson County.
3: Yes. Jackson County, Missouri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this
1: is better than Scientology. I'm having
3: fun. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andrea... <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, Are the, you excited Andreas, to talk a
1: to a Mormon? <laughs> I but love I, Mormonism.
2: But I, I do <laughs> want to make sure people know where to find Andreas. So Andreas, give your, your <laughs> shout outs really quick. Uh,
1: Andreas or Exertus, both usually. But if you look anywhere, you'll find me because I'm the fault. It's all my fault line, Andreas. It's all my fault. <laughs> yeah. Andreasdotmeeksersdotcom.
2: Oh. Well. Quick, quick context. <laughs> there's, there's a million things going on in all of our heads right now, but I've got, I've got some, some selfish sort of uh, ends here, and I also have like some open-ended stuff. So, a is that Heidi's got an incredible amount of information on going through the Mormon Church, reaching like the heights of the temple. She put like the magic panties on the head. I forgot
1: what yeah. the whole ritual was. That's not where they go, but it's all yeah. right. There's a no, hat. Yes. No. There's a hairnet. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, the, yes. the magic Which would looks- look good on you. I can see the hairnet working, <laughs> by the way. See, the thing is, a lot will, of people don't will, get how out, yeah. some so only certain people can pull off Temple garb, and so you should feel good.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so I, bad, dude. Is are or there like any Mormon calendars where they're just like flaunting temple garb? Or is that like the ultimate? Oh no! This Coming soon no, no, to no, paranoidamerican no, no. dot com. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, yes. I'm making a you note. Know. Yeah,
3: I brought I brought pictures of the temple clothes and garments today for you. Got, you can share
1: whatever you want you've got full access just, <laughs> just let like, me know I'll show it right the screen. we're going to be talking about aprons at some point i'm done oh Good yes point. yes okay yes. So, so and the- <laughs>
3: we can do this we don't have to try and cram it all we can we can come back again and i'm, oh, yeah. I'm happy to always talk i can already I like tell
1: it. how much fun this is going to be but also i'm going to have to connect you with the doctrines of christ people have you talked to them Perfect. already do you have me talk to them? Do you know what no. they're all about? Their whole thing. No. Uh-uh. So they're Mormons, which is awesome. But they're also they're. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you get into sci-fi, you want to have your own version of it, and so this fan fiction is oh. that. And I'm being kind of pejorative for no reason because I love it. It's just this group believes that Joseph Smith was lied about, that Brigham Young made up a lot of things. And that when he was when Joseph Smith was assassinated, the reason why now Twenty Three and Me cannot find thousands of women's op-
3: <laughs> children, yeah, yeah,
1: right. Like you, you think yeah, yeah. Smith is supposed to be this polygamist, uh, like uh, like Ch- Chairman Mao with just thousands mm-hmm. of teenage girls in pools, but that's Brigham Young. So where's why is it so different? Their argument is that he legitimately was murdered. That he had his uh, religion stolen from him, that they changed the books to make it look like Joseph Smith was into a polygamy. And if you talk to Dan Vogel, or um, I,
3: I would love to talk. That is like a top lister for me, he's Dan a Vogel.
1: Beautiful man, right? But his whole yes. thing is also, on one hand, I 100%, I mean, I 100% agree with the fact that anti-Freemasonry is happening at the same time. So there's a lot. Right. I, mean, I know we're going really deep, really quickly. I'm sorry. right? But right. just now, the thing I I'm wanted excited. to say was this idea that Joseph Smith might not have been a polygamist. I'd never considered it. I've been to the Mormon church a million times. They've always told me, yeah, you know, we had to do it. It happened for like 10 years. Don't worry about it. But See, when, when I was a kid, they that.
3: didn't do that. They, When I was a child, they adamantly denied that Joseph Smith was a polygamist, and that Emma was his only wife, and that nice. bitch was right or die. I don't know if you heard about well, what her head
1: yeah. yeah, well, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. She, so you're not a re- you're not reorganized though, right?
3: Nope. Nope. I'm out. I'm just a, see. A, I find a, this really interesting. What? Hold on. Yes. What does
2: that mean? What does reorganized mean? So
1: Joseph Smith's son, <laughs> Joseph Smith. Joseph with Joseph Smith Jr. His son Joseph Smith the 3rd started another religion called the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. of Latter Day Saints. Yes. And they their big thing was that Joseph Smith was never a polygamist.
3: So, I was in the mainstream and I live in Utah. I don't know if he's told you this, but I I mainstream I was in here all my life grew up in we're Utah, and in, we're Idaho. In Utah. <laughs> I'm like right by Salt Lake City. Okay, so I am like right in the epicenter. I have lived in Southern Utah at times in my life, but also, um, my brother-in-law is Warren Jeff's nephew.
1: So. Oh, that's fun. So you're like, <laughs> so you're a whole uh, different kind of reorganized. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: I got all kinds of information for you. Whatever. Oh, real, you real quick, I just
2: need to make I mean to make a very clear uh, clarification because when I was on Unfiltered Rise podcast, I did a shout out to one of my sponsors, Warren Jeffs, but it turns out. <laughs> This is a completely different Warren Jeff's. Geez, are you not, kidding me? You thought not,
1: that Warren Jeff was sponsoring your show? It was it was, it was not man.
2: the same Warren Jeff's the, this Warren Jeffs owns like a tire shop in like Wisconsin let's start, or something Look, let's totally. as a
1: Californian, let's start with the things we <laughs> like about so the fundamentalist funny. Mormons. Okay. I like the bonnets. Um I'm running out of things. But the thing with the reorganized <laughs> churches, they were we got against nice hair. I think a lot to be honest, like I think i let's put it this way like a lot of these stockholm syndrome young girls who've known nothing else or even the yeah. boys who are like yeah you can take all of our women and make us into celibate slaves um that kind of shows you consequentialism there seems this is why i kind mm-hmm. of get the doctrine of christ movement because this group that says hey look Before we went to Utah, by the way, did you know that Alice Cooper's grandfather was a a Mormon from the Bickertonites? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. So the Bickertonites, and there's a lot of really interesting people that were Mormons, but then they go to Utah. (laughs) And as soon as Brigham Young's thing happens, Brigham Young's thing is, and I'm supposed to have 100 wives. And we have records of him changing the the doctrines and stuff. I find this interesting because it's like, up to this point, it's really easy to say, oh, yeah, Mormonism is just a lie. But, what if it's like, oh, everything we know since Utah's a lie, and there's right. some legitimacy to this idea? I mean of there's a lot of things about Mormonism that I really like the thing the number one thing I like is this idea that we're not just slaves, we're co-heirs. I feel like that's the most American civil religious <laughs> idea ever, right?
3: Well, I think that I have a huge um new idea. So when I studied this whole thing, and I was trying to figure out a lot of stuff, I ran into some occult things. And that's what I was telling him. And I brought him today. But um, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole. And I was like, what does this mean? And so I reverse looked it up. And the one thing that popped up was John D. And I was like, well, who the hell is that? So I'm like, all right. I start looking into that, and I'm out. I'm not a Mormon at this point. I know everything I know, but whatever. And so, and you've read
1: rumple still skinned by the point you hear with John. Yeah. You. Okay, keep going.
3: <laughs> and so I was like, hmm, this is strange. He got a book from someone and he's having someone write it down and all these angel things and I'm like okay I I really truly believe Joseph wasn't high on mushrooms I don't believe he lied I think he saw an angel and multiple angels because he said he did and he actually was noted saying that he saw 24 total angels I I checked on this one. So um and or and or spirits of Personages relative. of light. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 Like John the Baptist and all these things. Gabriel. And his brother. Yeah. All of these. And so I'm like, I don't think that he lied. I just think that it sounds awful similar to like Okay, Crowley saw an alien and it told him to write a book, and he did. And now it's the Lima, and Muhammad saw an angel and he wrote a book. And now it's almost <laughs> and it's like the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. The
1: real messenger, yeah, yeah.
3: But yeah. It's, it's over and over and over and over, and always fact, just really it gets weird. That, yeah. that Gabriel
1: has a horn is very maroon, yes, yeah,
3: yes, exactly. And then it always gets weird, like okay, uh. We're gonna do this and this and this, and it all sounds great. Now swap wives or take 40. And one of the two, you right. gotta do that. And yeah. so that's where I'm like, oh, huh, there's a cost. And that's
2: no, I where I wonder. Mar- moroni, yeah. is there something uh like comparable in Catholicism to Moroni? Oh, like, of course.
1: Actually, Moroni is so just to put that point that out. So um angels are not what moroni is exactly. Okay. And angels are the sons of god but angels don't have necessarily the same amount of freedom that humans have because humans are made in god's image even in a more literal sense than angels are so moroni was a human according to the story moroni was a son of mormon i believe or is vice versa i'm sorry
3: uh, he was the son I think he was the son of Mormon and then Nephites okay. and all that yeah like yeah. it was all it he, was he was a white the father, Indian either he's yeah. the
1: father of Mormon the son of Mormon but the point is that Mormon and Moroni and they tell the story and then eventually he ascends right mm-hmm. so for his ascension yeah. you're basically becoming a saint and yeah. that's why they're called J- J- Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints because the point is that it's not that unique or uh, remarkable. It is, it is, but it's, it's, it should be that everyone becomes a saint. And that is why Zionism, uh, Mormon Zionism is so interesting because you're not just waiting to go to Kolob. You're not just going to, you have to build a rocket ship. You know, you're, you're going to bridge the gap between heaven and earth. And Zion is the bridge to heaven. You're not just waiting for heaven to come to you. You're building up to it so that it's a, smooth enough transition, right?
3: Yes, and they um, absolutely believe in all the Masonic principles and actually say that they have the true Masonry and um, that that was given to them by Revelation. Or stolen. So that's how that ties or
1: stolen in. by yeah, Joseph It was Smith definitely stolen. King. Well, I mean, yes. stealing is a funny mm. word. In, in Hollywood, if you like, end up after a production <laughs> with a bunch of film, you call it liberating equipment. So I don't know, maybe oh. liberating... This they're their Masonic tradition too. So I think yes. liberating is just as good of a term. Um, liberating the symbol at the time, you know, you had anti Masonry and Masonry and yes. we don't understand how serious this was where there's like kind of this lawlessness except for these clubs. So Dan Vogel's big thing, it sounds like, um, and I haven't talked to him personally about this, but it sounds like his big thing is that Joseph Smith stole the King James sigils. Do you, have you heard of that?
3: So he went through the temple um, or through the Masonic rites on March 15th, 1842. And then on May 4th, 1842, he created the Mormon endowment. So it was very close together. And so I definitely believe he definitely stole a lot of this. And I know this because I've done, okay, um, I'm sorry if I offend anyone today, but like, we got to talk about the handshakes. So when you're talking about, is it a sign? It is, bro. Yeah, there is, is a token? sign and a token. <laughs> yes, she's and fun. so when you yeah, <laughs> so when you do these, um, they well, you're are not going to get the- us
2: killed over this, are you?
3: No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just okay. saying, like, well, if I get Unless killed, I've made in lots Lake of videos. Yeah. Yeah. In well, I oh, I yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> you're asking yeah, but... for it if you're in Salt Lake City. So go ahead.
3: I mean, I made a video already. It's on YouTube that said I would never kill myself. So there it is. <laughs> and I got shadow banned bad. Anyway, so I've said unalive. They don't have a sense of humor. It was a joke. Anyway, so... <laughs> They do the true grip of the lion's paw, but instead of that, they call it the true sign of the nail. They just changed them. They changed each one of them and they cut out two. So like... It just made it to be all about God, like yeah. They're and the, we all agree yeah.
1: that the masonry it has the same symbols, but yes. is it? I mean, the Mormon argument has been that well, the, right. there's legitimacy. There's yeah. there's legitimacy to those symbols, right? I mean, it's like oh, those guys are using two plus two equals four, so mm-hmm. they stole it. I mean, maybe discovery is the other thing, and the idea that the Mormons themselves were, um, you know, continuing that if Freemasonry was saving. Uh, temple rituals because no one's allowed to keep the temple anymore. Right. And we see this on the maps until mm-hmm. Mormonism, you look up Tartary, Tartaria and you start to see you have tabernacle maps, uh, these tents, because they're not allowed to have actual temples. Mormonism and Freemasonry are both part of that effort to establish temples again. So, I mean, yeah. I, I agree, but does, it, does that necessarily mean it's a, a illegitimate thing? I mean...
3: I mean, he claims that he had two visions um, before the actual Masonic uh, time, but he did have definitely knowledge of Masonry. So it's it's hard to know. But on January 19th, 1841 and November 15th, 1841, he claims to have had um, visions that told him about this and they were prior to his Masonic induction. So he claims that he would have had no knowledge and he got this by revelation. However. He, his brother's name is Hiram. Like I'm saying this is by birth. So I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. How likely do you think
1: that a guy named Hiram would be to betray his own secrets? How likely would his father be? So this is the thing. I agree with you. But I also wonder because there, if there, my my grandfather was a Freemason. He wouldn't tell me anything because that's part of the rules. So I have a hard time believing that he would have, uh, that that Joseph Smith would have um, known 10, 20 years earlier, because that's what it is, right? He's like 14. Mm-hmm. And he's already postulating ideas for how these rituals. And so it's unless, possible.
3: Unless it was his mother. Unless it was his mother. Because he was sick as a child. Do you know this mm-hmm. story? And he spent the most time with his mother because when he was little, about nine or eight, he got typhoid fever and he didn't recover well. They had to actually, they were going to cut off his leg. And instead, she was a Scottish healer and she begged them not to and to only cut out the bone that was necessary, which is actually a better treatment. And he did have a limp sustaining for the rest of his life, but it took him a long time To recover from that, which is why I believe he is so well-read, that is why I believe he read The Magus, even though they say he had no copy of it. That's why I believe he might have channeled things or done things that weren't acceptable per se. And I don't think he would have talked about them. And possibly the mother would have had some influence there. But I do not believe the dad would have. But he wasn't a Freemason until... I don't know if Joseph Smith Sr. was ever... Actually, a Freemason. They didn't allow him to be his 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 brother was. Uh huh. Yeah, the brother was. He was a drunk. Yeah, he was. He was unfortunately a drunk. But what 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 magus um, are we talking about
2: when you said did he read the magus?
3: I mean, I'm assuming the Scottish. You know, his mom was Scottish, so. Yeah. Joseph know.
1: Smith Sr. was uh, raised to Master Mason May 7th, 1818. So at some point, it did happen. Some point later. Yes, yeah. when
3: he cleaned, he had a clean up. So yeah. the kids were already, I think, here. I, That's I can't remember. There's yeah, another because,
2: interesting thread yeah. here too, though, because of that, the anti-Masonic movement was yes. picking up yeah. steam up until, I guess, like the very late 1800s. So there's almost... I mean, if you had your thumb on the pulse of just kind of, you know, culture in general in America, you might see it coming from a long ways away that someone's going to be like trying to eradicate Freemasonry or paint it and like turn it into this like satanic thing, which happened, you know, through a a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of different um, angles. Maybe it was the Morgan affair. Maybe a little bit was uh, the the guy that wrote the uh, Les Masonries in France. But I think Leo Taxel, I think. Um, but Joseph Smith is almost like let me take the nuggets of like information that could be repurposed and like save them. Let me like steal them away in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and bring them to someone that can take better care of them than the Masons maybe were. So I don't know if that's what was happening. Well, how convinced are like, you, man,
1: Thomas? How can how convinced are you, Thomas, that the Freemasons invented these rituals? Because a, a lot of the lore of these things is that they're more ancient than their creators, and the fact that Joseph Smith has the same ritual. Whether that means he's ripped it off or that it's based on something, it kind of means that there's something like this Spinozian original movement, like this original prime mover. So, what do you think about Freemasonic rituals? Are they just nonsensical plays made up in the 17th century, or do they have something to them that?
2: Well, I you- think it's like the lost word of God aspect where it's like everyone knows that there was this like super cool it's word that if you escape. said it like people's heads would explode <laughs> and they were like don't say the word because people's heads keep exploding was it
3: Pele L they <laughs> okay,
2: keep going Careful careful <laughs>
3: Honestly, i'm playing the ineffable word of god
2: is actually one of the sponsors <laughs> of this program but we can't oh my say, it's ironic because <laughs> we can't say their company name otherwise everyone dies there it from is. It. but well, i think I what it. Happens is <laughs> they, they know that the information's there and it's important and it's sacred so they like they go and they hide it almost like if if you've got like a really important like your passport right and you're like i'm gonna st- stick this in like my jacket pocket in the back of the closet and just so I won't lose it. And then when you go and try to find it like a year later, you're like, crap, I I know I hid it from myself somewhere, but I can't remember where I hid it, but I know it's in there. And I feel like that's kind of what Freemasonry is. But then at a certain point, people will just start making stuff up too. like, oh, well, it's probably in, you know, the black jacket. I'm not going to go look, but I'm sure it's in there. And I think that just happens over and over and over. And then someone actually goes to like find the passport one day and they realize they got no idea where the hell it is. But you just kind of keep up. I'm I'm straining the analogy at this point, but <laughs> I feel like yeah. And but right. Freemasonry in particular has a very specific track record of trying to prove that they come from like ancient times. In fact, the the whole entire rite of strict observance was about yeah. being related right. to the Templars. And then at that a certain point, point in Wilhelm's bad, they were like, guys, let's let's start not leaning so hard into the Templar stuff. And that's what allowed the Bavarian Illuminati to come in and be like, hey, if you really like the Templar stuff, like we got the club for you. Follow me. You know what I mean? That was like uh, Von Neige. But- I feel like
1: that happened with Mormonism, though, because you have this period. And this is kind of so you look at some of the people that talk about Mormonism. We talked about Dan Vogel for a second, but like Don Bradley is his friend who's still trying to be. An apologetic. I'd say like in the Rudolf Steiner of things is Don Bradley. Because you've got Vogel and maybe Hannah Stoddard. And Hannah Stoddard is this hyper-apologetic. And I love Hannah Stoddard. But she's a hyper-apologetic for Joseph Smith. So it's either... Joseph Smith is Muhammad, you know, or Joseph Smith was trying to reveal the Freemasons and their sacred combinations. And the sacred combinations becomes more important than Kolob or polygamy because you're telling everyone about America at that point. And it makes more sense why you would want to kill somebody who was outing their secrets. I mean...
3: Well, and he did marry William Morgan's wife. You know, that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I think that pissed some people off.
1: <laughs> so how, how, what is
2: that? Because that's that to me, that is like oh, I got the world breaking <laughs> like that changes everything. <laughs> if this is correct. So here's now, what
3: I got for you. The date I that wonder was still...
2: Morgan a real person because I've heard that from the Freemasonic POV. And like we never killed anyone never even existed. It was like this representation of what would happen, but
1: Yeah, okay. but you also believe no, that, this... don't you believe that JFK achieved enlightenment when he hit Bhakti, and that's when his head exploded? Isn't that I do, your? I do. I
2: think that he, he uttered the ineffable name of God to himself while he was in the back of that Cadillac. And then Jackie tried to find what the name was, but she could only find certain letters. <laughs> this Jackie is exactly...
3: can't go. She's a woman. She can't. I'm not <laughs> <That's> convinced. What... <laughs> <by the way. laughs> I'm just playing. Okay, so Lucinda... Pendleton who also later married George Harris was sealed due to remember I told you the Mormons love their records the yeah. Nauvoo temple sealing is recorded to Joseph Smith on 122 1846 she was indeed a real person and was indeed married to William Morgan as well before that before he died yeah so that is a real actual record from the Mormon church so
1: but again with the and so just just to say not and that I for just,
3: my just one more thing just yeah. to plug my like where i got that from so e cecil mcgavin 1954 mormonism and masonry just right. so you know but just I, not out of my brain not that I just,
1: and not that i disagree because that's, prob- <laughs> that's probably legitimately what happened but just so you know like the freemason uh, joseph smith brigham young assassination story yes is that after joseph smith died Within the about ten years, I think it's by ten, it's by eighteen forty three or something like that. They start making up all of these documents. And it's not saying that this is true either. but this No, is no, the no. Other it idea. did come from
3: the Journal of Discourses, so it could be. Right. It's one there's of
1: certain those. things that don't look like they're really written by Joseph Smith that sound more like Brigham Young. Brigham yes. Young. Um, love him or hate him. <laughs> he has a way. Brigham
3: Young to. did not do his job. He married yeah. 55 women and only had 57 children. He failed
1: <laughs> uh, um, this miserably. Is another, this is another evidence. I think that um, uh, polygamy is not, I mean, this is another thing. Polygamy is not super logical. A lot of these no. in the book of Mormon there, it's actually anti polygamy. So by the time Joseph Smith is practicing it, Mormons are already surprised because they were taught that it was against the rules in the Bible and that when polygamy had happened in the Bible, it had led to familial complications and everything else whereas you see mormons today that have one wife and they have like 20 30 a, mm. 186 kids and no, i'm just kidding but
4: <laughs> it's crazy but right still, How many mormons yeah, there are. yeah there's and a lot they're
1: more yeah. they're more than the polygamous wives because polygamous wives might like wife number 17 Sometimes. you got to yeah. <laughs> read wife number 17 brigham young 17th wife wrote a book and it's yes. just suffering you know it's like it's yeah. very clear what it's misery well, like King David
3: see, said it was misery. Like, well, if, if they really is read, way wor-
1: Missouri's yeah. way worse than polygamy. Not,
3: not Missouri, yeah, <laughs> misery. Is that the name of the book? All the, the name same. Of the book? I, it's wife,
1: seven, seventeen. Yeah,
3: oh, it's wife so seventeen.
1: He talks about all the suffering, but uh, she. The thing is that Mormonism had to just had to justify this, and so by looking through the root, the, the the effort, you can't you can find Joseph Smith had. Um, a 16 year old girl living in his house yeah. that was kicked out by his wife you can maybe see that Emma might have tried to poison him once but as you start digging into even that you're like wait is Brigham Young trying to de-legitim- delegitimize Emma and Joseph Smith III's potential um, oh, right.
3: inheritance for the right. kingdom because and it was prophesied in his patriarchal blessing be that his- he would actually be taking over the church
1: and so what's yeah. crazy is you get to like 1893 um, the church is banning polygamy. Joseph Smith the third's reorganized church exists, and there's this perfect moment that I wonder. I've, this is I spend way too much time wondering about when Joseph Fielding Smith meets Joseph Smith the third. He meets his cousin, and one is the polygamist Mormon, and we've always been polygamous. and the other is the non-polygamist Mormon, and we've never been polygamous. And just their dynamic argument, it just seems very interesting at, at that time because. Brigham Young is dead this is the mm-hmm. perfect moment for the churches to reunite and it could have been amazing but it just couldn't be done because all of those documents show that Joseph Smith had all of these wives but today you look at 23 and me and if you could find me a single kid from Joseph Smith and that was through no. any of these polygamous marriages right mm-hmm. they're all married he's marrying women that were in their eight-month pregnancy oh, and, or were 60 and by, years old and uh,
3: And they were like, they had 11 pregnancies that we know of that. I mean, he's fertile. Like, come on. Yeah. His wife had babies that they murdered in
1: the night when he was. Yes, they did.
3: Yes, they did. And honestly, I think they also had babies that were sacrificed because Mm. I think there was a cost because when he went to retrieve the plates, it's not as wonderful sounding as you might think it actually was very dark according to his neighbor who did an affidavit when he was arrested for treasure digging and he stated that it was all done on the fall equinox um it was all in black he had to borrow a black horse he had to go meet this angel in the middle of the night with emma and emma stayed in the carriage however he would have happened to be a virgin scryer until that point of course. Well, he had just got married And so this was going to end and they were there and he had just had a scandal break right before this that I was telling him about on our last show where they put out this newspaper clipping that was like, we didn't dig up our dead brother and we didn't do that. We would never do that. We were just checking his grave. And then it was like on the newspaper. And so that angel had required that his brother alvin come with him to retain these plates the next year well he couldn't cuz he died and actually there's pretty good evidence that he was poisoned as well yeah. and so they they were like okay we just were checking his grave but i believe that they were getting some bones or something and then he presented it and 9 months later to almost the date they have their first child which was born extremely deformed which they named after his brother alvin which only lived for like moments. And that to me is like the Faustian bargain. Like you just gave up your firstborn son. And also the firstborn son of the father died the year before, which was Alvin. So all of that is very like compelling to me. And people say, well, people's kids die all the time. But yet Joseph Smith's mother herself, who would have been older with harder times, never had any children die until that time. She didn't have all these infantile deaths like they did. And so, uh, minus the twins, which I could see because that situation was a different. They left the doors open, but who knows? And then I for feel like that, they, there's a
1: lot of yeah. those later stories. They really are just trying have to Have you read make sense.
3: Fawn Bodies? Um, no one knows my history. It no. was a relation of his.
1: You have to read that book. Fawn Bodies, did not it?
3: Yes. You, she was a relation to him and she describes a lot of things that happened. And a lot of the anti quote unquote anti Mormon rhetoric comes from this book. And Mm -hmm. they tried to squash that book as well as his own mother's biography because she talks about serving the house of a brack in it. And Brigham Young tried to burn them all, but he couldn't because they were out and it was published. And that reminds me, Heidi, the last time
2: we talked, you were saying that you think ultimately a Braxis might be the god that they're all worshiping. I do.
1: I've I never do, heard that
2: before, and I already love yeah. it, and it's already my favorite theory. <laughs> Isn't
1: that David's conspiracy, too? <laughs> it's such think, a yeah. <laughs> continue, because that's like actually, that, 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 that's the, yeah. he makes it sound weird. That makes it sound completely logical. <laughs> Keep going, you know? I'm
3: just, um, so I want to show you, have you seen these satanic sigils in the treasure bag that he had
1: that were- right, yeah
3: so have you you've seen them yeah that actually if, down you could, specific if you can pull some pictures
1: them. i have the t- i have like yes. at least a jupiter talisman within like yes jupiter here. talisman
3: <laughs> yes i have that okay so hold on let me see if i need to do something first before i pull that up is it already on share do i need to do anything on the share screen? you have to
1: present thomas present, oh, her present. Share screen. there it
3: is okay Oh, i so, see slides let me see your computer sorry I'm not the most techie lady but I do have knowledge
2: well, I'll use this as an opportunity to shout out our final sponsor uh, again this is not the Mormon but we do have a sponsor named Russell M. Nelson it's not the Mormon <laughs> president Russell M. Nelson this is actually a confectioner there's a confectioner in New Jersey he owns Russell M. Nelson's uh, sugar and sweets sorry. so anyways shout out to our final
1: our final supporters
3: why is it not wanting to open <laughs> Pinele,
1: nice. like to call them you know those <laughs> provoked it's
3: a good one okay this is saying it's not there but it clearly is so i'm gonna try something else Let's and the see. the book you mentioned was called von uh, no one knows my history by fawn Bodie.
1: Can you I'll compare it to Rough it. Stone... How is it compared to Rough Stone Rolling? Is the one I read re- recently.
3: So it is... She, I believe, is his cousin. And she okay. is quite the
1: Joseph hater. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: I don't know why it's saying that no nothing matches. So maybe... Roughstone
1: Rolling it, makes, honestly... It. It, kind, of it, nice it kind of, roughstone rolling says that joseph smith is all of those things and like kind of into necromancy anyway yes but very much kind of, but so, kind of in a nice way it's like yeah but it's cool i like that about i it.
3: mean i do believe that the reason why he would have done it isn't um nefarious in his mind okay so i, I think it was to retain it's knowledge pretty anti-baptist
1: um, though if you look at it lydia do you so
3: can you guys see any of this nothing, right here nothing
1: oh, no, i'm uh, waiting for it to uh, how about not now. The, no. now
2: oh there's no. a there's a little present button yeah you have to i did click the. And then, let
3: me click it again because maybe it went out went there not. we go no,
1: that, that was okay. that's, that's i amazing. was testing it to make sure it worked for her okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: not the same. can you see it now <laughs> no they're they're preventing
2: us from revealing the truth push, this is okay, true
1: you push present you push share screen and I then you did go
3: push present.
1: And then I've but, done this before, but it's
3: well, being really then, naughty. And you know push what present.
1: There's gonna going. Going be three buttons that show up: slides, video file, share screen. From present, you have to click the new button share screen.
3: Yeah, okay. It's uh the end of pain. entire screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Or just window and go to window. Yeah. There you go.
3: It's it's grayed out at the bottom. That's what the problem is, though. I can't push share so oh i don't know let me try this hold are one you thing. do oh, you have some okay another... hold on it's gonna do it i think it's gonna do it did it do it
1: it's doing it I'm it's doing it. doing it okay all Tell right my friend right the the chicken yeah. snake
3: god okay so i do believe that they inadvertently do not know obviously that they're um you know doing everything for this.
1: this otherwise dinner. they would have their own mormon starbucks and this is yes
3: cool. And this is what got me down the road of John D. So I had no idea who John Dee was. I'm not, an, I am now an occult studier because I'm a studier and I'm weird, but whatever, you know. Um, and I, I got onto this and I was trying to figure out the symbol in the corner and what he was calling down, what angels he was calling down. I didn't find this one that explains everything till later. And I do believe that his reformed Egyptian um, have you heard the Reformed Egyptian story? He has. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, no, I'm I'm a baby in all of this stuff. Okay, like so I've this, seen the South Park episode, and I've seen the South the, Park
3: uh, is absolutely correct. Okay, uh,
1: time, you know.
3: I mean, it's... it's if fun, they talked it, about
1: colab, I would have been happier. But yeah, it's pretty good.
3: Yes. So here's the Smith family magical relics, which they cannot get rid of. The bad thing about this for the church, not for me, is that a private owner owns these and refuses to sell them. And so they have tried like I can't even believe to bury this. And they say it was Hiram's because it was in his possession. And all of these items are in there, which Hiram wouldn't have had a seer stone, which was in there. He had the favorite seer stone, which was in there. He had the brown one as well. And Emma asked for that back with the Jupiter talisman, and she identified it.
1: Why wouldn't Hiram have a seer stone? Sorry.
3: He was not a treasure seer. He was not a seer. Uh, Only Joseph was the seer. So all the magical
1: stuff is coming from Joseph's mother, not from Hiram's side or what? This
3: was, um, according to what they say, this bag, this treasure bag was Hiram's and Hiram's family had it. But everyone knows that Joseph had these seer stones and Hiram didn't do seeing stones. He didn't scry. He didn't do anything with seeing stones. He didn't do any of that. So when he died, when they both died, this ended up in Hiram's family. Emma requested back to have the other stone, the brown stone, which I have a picture of, and his Jupiter talisman, which she identified and said he never took off. So the bag ended up back to Hiram's family. The other items ended back up to Emma. You would split the things after people die. I mean, it's sad and that's just how it is. But these parchments were in there and they were very interesting. These symbols led me straight to John D. And then if you know the story of his reformed Egyptian, so all these are different. See, there's multiple, multiple different, Sigil Magic. This one's the same, but this one is different. Um, so and we, then there's one. not
2: be seeing uh, the right screen because I've just see, um Can all you the not files and then the Smith oh, no. Family Magical okay. Relic.
1: Yeah, you probably um, have to do share entire screen. My fault.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Let's see if I can get back to that. Still, this is interesting.
1: While you're pulling that up, the thinking about the seer stones. There's also the seer stone. Uh, they destroyed the evil seer, seer stone, right? Like who is someone else? They, the stone. church
3: has it. The church actually has it They have, now. The they, they have Joseph's
1: they seer stone, but there's also the neighbor who ha- pulled up his own. Oh, seer stone.
3: the white. Can you guys? Okay, if I'm, let's see if this is gonna work. Focus what
1: can on you that. see right now? I see the main page. I only see the main page.
2: Yeah, we're we're just seeing you like all see of your files, page. and then like a tiny little preview. Okay,
3: I might have yeah. to stop sharing. Yeah, Can re- cancel, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Screen share apps, get out of here. Yeah, it, it is. Why do they make it so hard? <laughs> right, Freemason they don't right? have to make it this hard. What? <laughs> But I do feel like these are pretty interesting and there's not that many. So we'll just.
1: You got to. You know, I find. I words. find a, Yeah, um, I gotcha. Abraxas is really interesting. David Plate. We talk a lot about Abraxas. Um, the Occupy Wall Street. He knew a lot of people in New York who were legitimately worshipping Abraxas in New York and setting up for Occupy. And so Abraxas has become more and more. I think it's interesting, like post Anton LaVey America. In terms of American civil religion, because we've gotten to a point where you can just publicly say things you couldn't say 120, 150 years ago.
3: Absolutely. We're to a point where we can have way more freedom on what goes on, but at the same time, they've confused everything. So then you never know what the hell's going on, really, you know, at the same time. So this little excerpt, if you can see it, I'm going to pull it up now. Hopefully you can. Can you see it? Yes. It's perfect. Okay, perfect. All right. This is in his mother's own hand. And it says... Um, you know, she wrote it, it was in a letter to somebody else. And it's it's all verified that it was hers. Let not my reader suppose that because I shall pursue another topic for a season that we stopped our labor and went at trying to win the faculty of a BRAC by drawing magic circles or saying to the neglect of all kinds of business. <laughs> so she's basically saying they're not lazy and they didn't stop <laughs> their worship of this God. So they this tried is great. Right. Yeah, it's it's
1: like this is one of the most legitimizing things I've ever read about Mormonism, because I've often said Mormonism is. Oh, my gosh. uh, Andre, I have to
3: tell you this first. I appreciate that because I know that you're a walking encyclopedia and that makes me feel really good. Thank you.
1: I'm sorry about <laughs> Snapple capping. I just, but the the praxis thing, because if you look at the Nag Hammadi, almost everything, like the Abraham yes. stories where everyone's like, that's not real. It's in the Book of Mormon. Then it ends up in Nag Hammadi. They seem rather aware of Gnostic stories.
3: This is true. And they would not have some of these possessions if not because they have a Mars knife for sacrificial killing. They have these Ooh. magic sigils. They are all identified as belonging to this family, R- regardless if it's Hiram or Joseph. They work together. Everyone knows that they went and did treasure digging together and Joseph was prosecuted for it so it would make more sense that joseph would have the treasure digging bag it wasn't hiram they took to to prison or jail or took him up you know he got out of it but coming I'm soon from
1: paranoidamerican.com the complete set <laughs>
3: Yes, you should make these. It would be fun. Actually, you could make the little bag and everything. So this is the actual um, documents, but this is the documents kind of deciphered and somebody's gone through and highlighted the different things. Very similar to John D. If you look at this, and then you know the story where he said that he was told everything was in Reformed Egyptian that he would have people write down and I have some samples that will be very interesting to you. So this is one of the parchments. There's a total of three. This is another one. This is called the Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah parchment. And that one in the corner is the one that led me to John D because that is a specific calling out or a specific angel that is pretty rare. And I even asked New York Patriot, shout out New York Patriot about this one. He was in the OTO. He knows a bunch of stuff too. He didn't know. Nobody knew. And I'm like, the only thing I could find on it was John D, which is why it led me to him. And then I heard that story and I was like, wow, this story sounds really familiar. This is also another one. So right here, all the parchments likely belong to Joseph Smith Jr. And Joseph Smith Jr. were inherited by Hiram's family after his death in 1844. This parchment is in the property of a private collector. And these are the only photographs available. So
2: can you go back to the the one that you were just absolutely. on previously with the circle? Yeah, of course. Because this one also, not knowing anything about... I mean, I can recognize some of the Anokian symbols, but this mm-hmm. also is dead on for what they would call an incantation bowl that dates it back. Is,
3: absolutely is. Because, it absolutely because one is. of the
2: specific things is that, and and just as you said, it was like a plead. So you would write these incantation bowls and you would write like your, your pleas in this spiral around it. And usually yes. they would, they would bake that into like a clay bowl and bury exactly. it in the ground. Or, or they'd shatter
1: the clay bowl on your face. So a big thing with um, midwives, mid-mi- mid-mi- midwives would make these on clay put it over the face of the woman or the stomach of the woman, shatter it once it got wet. And that was supposed and, to stop from uh, stillborns and uh, miscarriages. And, it worked
3: and his, and his mother was a healer. His mother was a Scottish healer. So I do believe a lot of this knowledge came from his mother, not his father. So he she's like escaping King
1: James because, you know, King James kidnapped all these Scottish yes. women, forced them yes. to starve themselves to make storms, right? The the humiliation storm um, uh, before the you know the Spanish Armada, and so she's of the same kind of women that would have been forced to work for King James. I think that's interesting.
3: Yes, I would love to know if we could find like more history. I have dug. I haven't dug as much as I could, but I definitely dug on Lucy Max Smith, which is her name. Nice. And I- I'm telling you, there's a connection. Like I can't be the only one. I have scoured the internet, and I'm like. I'm the only one that's figuring this out. Like this reformed Egyptian is definitely an Okian alphabet. Like, and when we get to the sample, you'll see, but I I just don't think there's any way to dispute it, you know? And then he also wore a talisman. This is a copy of his actual Jupiter talisman Um, and he never took it off. Yeah. He never took it off. And there it he is. He did
1: take <laughs> off his underpants. I find that funny. He lost his <laughs> magical fencing. underwear when he was going to die, but he well. kept in his pocket. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's probably because he might have been seeing his girlfriend, maybe. I think he just, that story, I don't know, with the police Or Brigham jacked
1: uh, his stuff and they left him for dead. And he's like, dudes, I, I have my hand in my pocket. You know the rules. The Freemasons, Guys, guys, uh
3: yeah yeah they ignored his call, and he did do the call of uh, distress as well before he was killed um the cop this is the Mars knife that was also in there. the actual neighbor that I was telling you about that left um an affidavit these are not hearsay these are like affidavits for court also spoke about this, and them sacrificing a black uh goat or lamb I can't it was either a sheep or a goat at like three o'clock in the morning to try and find treasure with this knife. And he was one of the ones that brought suit against them. And so he was upset because it didn't work. And it was a big, one of his biggest animals and they, they ended up getting to take it home. So they were upset about it. And that was why, um, oh, by the so- way, the,
2: the steel of Mars knives at the paranoid com store are working <laughs> nice. work or your money back. So just in case anyone's looking for their own seal of Mars knife, go ahead and grab that Paranoid 15, 15% off. Go ahead.
3: And then, so these are just showing that they indeed are the Smith family knife. Like I wanted to actually show and receipts and then how they would actually see, which, okay, so he would scry with his head in the hat and the seer stone in there, much like Edward Kelly would look into the obsidian mirror. And it's just too similar. It's just it's it's so similar in fact that i just can't i mean this is his stone this is his favorite stone yeah can you explain the
2: mechanics of this like what do i let's say i i do a heist and i've got this brown seer stone what do i do to talk to rumple
1: still skin you just have to
3: (laughs) you gotta put your you gotta block out the light you gotta look at like nostradamus or john deere or joseph smith and make it dark you've gotta look into something reflective either a mirror or water and you have to channel angels and hope you can but if you're not able to open your third eye which is why Kelly was important um because D was far too analytical and a mathematician brained person that's why he had to have Kelly there because he never could he could never yeah. let go
1: he was convinced that. that the angels were like Neoplatonic symbols at first. He's like, "Oh wow, the number pi is an angel." Mm-hmm. Like this is how. Yeah. Is. But I'd also <laughs> say these days you yeah. can take your phone and use it as a scrying mirror. You just uh, turn it,
3: it, it is. It is definitely that. The
1: glass, literally, even the LCD,
3: liquid crystal display, Yes. and just the
1: composite of glass they use is designed to be like a scrying mirror, and Mm -hmm. only certain light is able to be captured. And you know, using certain kinds of LEDs limits the amount of spectrum. We're living in a scrying society.
2: Yes. What do do I do with the stone, though? Let's say I got the the phone, you know, and I've got a dark room. What, like, am I putting it on the phone and staring at it?
1: if you're so the way the way joseph did it was you've got your mercury line top hat cuz you got to have your top hat mm-hmm. the fact that they leave it out all the time if you remember p Nelly, um president nelson recently put the top hat on there's a picture of him like a month ago where he's like looking into the top hat like whoo so you have to have the rock you have to have it in the top hat you have to block out all the light and then i guess the rock is like absorbing the light or something like it's it glows you that's what you see you only see through that, and it's supposed to, in the hat, in his mind, somehow in between, it all forms together into the words, and then he just starts to orate, and by and he orate
3: these symbols, the symbol, yeah.
1: and mm-hmm. so it's in between, it's in between because he's telling them what to say, but then if they don't spell it right, <clears throat> he has to go back and tell them, nope, go back, you mm-hmm. have to go back and change it, and then they have to cross it out and rewrite it because like they might use shorthand, and he said no or this or that. So there's, yeah. yeah.
3: Multiple. And there's multiple stones, but he didn't like this one as well. This is also another one that he had, but the brown one was his favorite. This is the Mormon hermits that I was telling you about. So these are real practical
1: outfit. Yeah.
3: Really cute. They suck. They super duper suck. And they do have like pregnancy ones. If you're in the military, you can have brownish green, whatever color ones, because they don't want people to know what you are, whatever. But they do have the compass (laughs) and the square right on the nipples, the belly. There's a sideways ruler. There's also a sideways ruler on the knee. Um, Is it just like really?
2: like subtle because I, I can't see the they are
3: very it's I'll, like a brand
1: it almost looks like it's a branded onto your skin but it's yes. like sewn it, in it
3: it's so tiny and honestly when i was young and had no idea about any of this stuff i thought they were darts or like sewing darts you know for because they're on the nipple and i'm a woman and i was like oh they're that's what they're for Well, oh, that's, no that's
2: interesting yeah i had no Good idea way to look at it yeah did anyone so, ever talk about these things when you were growing up no. like in the first 30 years? No one was ever like, hey, what are these nipple darts?
3: Nobody. Well, you're not ever supposed to see anybody's garments unless you're in the temple. So I never even saw like close enough to see because they're kind of see-through too, by the way. You'd have to see someone kind of naked to see this. So it would be and that's more of a close-up of how that would actually look. On, right. on, so if you imagine it on there. And then and so this.
1: Can you also maybe just for a second before we get to the of apron, course? Sure, going, sure, Going back a page, um, you can you go back to the symbols there? Uh huh. So in the rituals, right? Like, where do these go? Why is the ruler on the leg, or why do you kneel? Like, what's the, What's the whole deal? we <laughs> were not
2: very modest. That was Joseph Smith being like, "Hey, ladies, twenty hours. <laughs> <400. laughs>
3: That's why nobody got pregnant. No,
1: oh, just kidding.
3: <laughs> Okay, you can believe it. I was gonna worse. be I was, I'm the worst. I'm I sorry. was here on
1: Sunday. I just want to point that out. Uh but no, but you kneel on your knee, right? Knee because every
3: knee shall bow. Mm-hmm. Because every yep. knee shall
1: bow, right? So yes,
3: and that's all I was ever told. But honestly, they never tell you anything about the square and compass. But you like gotta even, kneel on
1: your on your ruler. Why is this happening? I don't know.
3: Because you have to stay on your square, you know mm-hmm. about masonry.
1: Yeah. Sounds pretty
3: so like yes,
1: yeah. All right, yep, we're not trying to get
3: anyone killed line. here. Sorry,
4: sorry, <laughs> I don't know what to say.
2: You, you know. just told me that, ju- that uh, that uh, the Morgan affair was a real thing, so now Pretty I'm sure. actually looking over my From shoulder. My
1: experience as long as everyone else says it but you, you're fine. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm not,
3: I'm not one. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. fine. You just, okay. I think it's like, what is it? Skull and Bones
2: is the one where <laughs> if someone mentions it, you're you have to just walk out of the room and not say anything. <laughs> I don't (laughs) have sense
1: if you're a Krav Maga. Okay. But this is not my favorite part. So why are we wearing green leaves? And these are dabs, right? Did Mormons invent the dab? Yeah, they dab. Yeah. Well, actually I think Solomon did, but it's still science. It made it. Oh, we don't
3: do it anymore. So they got scared. This is also my problem with mainstream at least. And I actually have more respect if we're going to go respect wise to the polygamy part. Branch offs because they never changed it. Because they're at least hardcore.
1: Well, they haven't changed it. Yeah, they never change it. They haven't changed it since Joseph Smith was murdered and Brigham Young changed it. Yeah, they've been keeping it since then. Yeah.
3: Yep. And this sign, the first sign that you see the same as the OTO does at the top, they don't do it anymore because it scared so many people. They also don't do the split your belly open anymore because it scared so many people. They changed also, that. In because now
1: Nelson can kill you with a vac. I didn't say that. I just but There's other yeah. ways. There's other ways. There's
3: other ways. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And then. So these are the signs and tokens, but like I said, they quit with the first one. So that one's gone. And then this um, corner picture is one I always like to bring up for people because there's a book. Now this is what they tell us. What they tell us and what is, is two different things, right? They say, if you come to me and say, can you pray for me? And I'm a Mormon. I'll say, sure. I'll put your name on the temple list. So they put it inside this box and they put, supposedly the names that need to be prayed for inside this box and that's what the people up there are chanting and they do this three times with the thing i guess i'm not supposed to say on here with the pele we'll just leave it at that and oh, they don't say that anymore but they do say oh god hear the words of my mouth because people started finding out what that actually meant and they didn't like it um because it Wait, means- what are you not
2: supposed to say don't don't not say it on my behalf
3: Oh, Pele! El. I don't care. Like I, I'm out. I don't. And they didn't say that anyway. When I would go through, they they've changed it. See, they I want to
1: wonder about Pele so much. Do you want? Can we? Yeah. Can we go in that say can. What What do you know about the, the Hawaiian? Like, because there were Mormons in Hawaii. Is that why the Pele happened, or what? What's the deal with the Pele? Why is it so?
3: Technically, it's supposed to mean, oh, God, hear the words of my mouth. But technically, it means, oh, God of this world, hear the words of okay, my mouth. Okay. Where, where the temple apron comes into huge play because during the ceremony, Adam is praying and he's asking for help after they've been thrown out. And he's in the world, lone, a lone world, and he's sad and he's praying at an altar. And he says, oh, oh God, hear the words of my mouth. And who comes? Satan, not yeah. God. Right. And Lucifer comes and he says, so we'll say Lucifer because they refer to him as Lucifer because it's their brother, they say. So they he says, you know, you should cover up because God is going to see you and you're naked. So here's this apron of fig leaves. This is supposed to be fig leaves, which this apron did not look this way when my great grandma went through. When my great grandma went through, they were Masonic aprons with pillars. And I have a
1: picture. It's weird uh, that they they don't look like that now, actually. I I just noticed that She said
3: they suck. Yeah, she's like, oh, (laughs) these ones suck so bad. We had cute ones and whatever. And I was like, okay, that's weird. But like, I never knew what it meant anyways. This is why... um, they also changed this for women. You used to have to veil your face because you weren't a priesthood holder. As you notice, they have the robe that only covers one breast. So mm-hmm. That should look familiar. Um, we've already got so. our underwear by this point, head coverings, and well, women used to
2: have to veil. I see black aprons, and I'm not familiar with black They're green. No, no. Green.
3: It's just a dark picture. It's green
1: yeah. to represent emerald, the yes. leaves because when Adam Eve leaf. have to hide themselves under the leaves, right?
3: Yes. Yep. And so, and they're sewed on there, but you can't really see the detail.
1: And the, but these are also they're they're fabric. They're not lambskin. They're apron. fabric. They're silk. Yeah. yeah. They used, they're I think at some legs. point they might have been leathered, but they're not now. Yeah.
3: So and then I don't know if you want to go over those, like
1: yeah, go for but, it. These are this is I mean, he's only not allowed to talk about the whoa religion. whoa whoa uh,
3: whoa uh, Heidi's going to be fired from the show. Whoa. <laughs> uh. I, I kind of a
2: drink. I'm not a part. Of
3: <laughs> okay, He's we'll just say drink. this. We already went over that they changed the names of this. That's not the yeah. only reason they're on there, and they x two of them. And so they Wait, don't hold on. Do Please them don't all. take and me out
2: of the running for 33rd degree, just because Heidi wants to go. I on. changed I it. I of changed of it. <laughs> I don't stand by any of this. I'm hereby giving this over to Andreas. So this is Andrea. I'm pro oh, handshake. I love secret <laughs>
3: handshake. I think they're fun. I go go
2: back to the handshakes. I'm leaving.
3: So do you know why we do? Hand- <laughs> do we do you uh, here? I'll go through these slides and then we can talk more because okay. it's weird. I don't know. I no, he's, guys,
1: he's down for the handshakes. I'm pretty sure. He so wants to know the why handshakes. To do them. Yeah.
3: The handshakes are actually what you do to pass the sentinels and angels that guard the veil of heaven. It's a freaking veil. Kingdom.
1: You have to reach yes, through. and it is a
3: curtain. It's yes. a literal veil. You have a to re- with holes in it. <laughs> there's holes in it and here's the interesting thing so we all get new names and the first time you go through your, for yourself but the next and any subsequent time you go through for dead people and i did write down some interesting dead people and since we talked last time about hitler hitler was uh had his temple rites done for him on december 10th 1993 in London, England. And they did not only do pl- like him, they've done many people, Einstein, Vlad the Impaler, uh, Hitler, between three and 400 Holocaust victims, Easy e George Carlin, uh, Barack Obama's mother, Steve Irwin, Elvis, Anne Frank, Princess Diana, Gandhi and Columbus, Joan of Arc, uh, Paul Revere, most of the dead presidents, Marilyn Monroe. And finally, the Jewish people said, cut it out. That's enough. When they did Anne Frank, it was like a big, huge scandal. She's, and in 19- only do
1: it to real people that existed. Sorry, keep going.
3: Yeah. So in 1995, they had an agreement between the Jewish top people and the Mormon top people. And they signed and said, hey, we'll cut it out. And then they didn't. <laughs> they got in yeah, trouble I was going to say, like,
2: even if they said they were going to stop, <laughs> who, why would you believe
1: Yeah, They that? didn't.
3: They definitely did not. They got in trouble twice more for violating.
1: And frankly, I don't need Anne Frank really in my upset. Mormon heaven. I'm fine <laughs> with that. That's not going to. I mean, but I think the thing that people misunderstand about that is uh, and I hear the Mormon argument that
3: they're going to save everyone.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. It's not because like the Mormon heaven, it's not it's not the Book of Mormon musical. <laughs> Spooky Mormon hell isn't a thing. <laughs> You have, uh, you have actually. Well, it
3: is for me, Andreas. You do know that, right?
1: Uh, No. So, the, so idea of, the idea of murders, sons of perdition, sons of perdition. Okay. 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 Yes. Sons of perdition. For
3: murderers yeah. and apostates, I go. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But that's, yes.
1: uh, that's my point. <laughs> it's not spooky. Mormon hell doesn't exist. It is literally mm-hmm. disconnection from all things. This is like a Jesuit idea. The idea that you're not in fire, you're in nothingness and your whole self is separated. Outer darkness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. you are no longer oneness. And there's no God there. And since you're made of God, I mean, imagine just being the material shell without geist. I mean, that is a far deeper and Gnostic, more Gnostic idea of a hell. And so the idea also of hell, Hellenism, that we have this um, crusader, Christian, anti-Athenian, anti-Hellenistic idea of hell. That's not Christian hell. Mormon separation from god actually that sounds more legitimate and it says in the new testament that you have to be baptized when they go to Africa, Mormons do well in Africa because Africans... Guess what? They, they
3: don't just go to Africa. I was telling him about my friend. Um, actually, he's a boy that calls me mom because he grew up with my kids, but he went on a Mormon mission and he went to the depths of the most ghetto part of Chicago. Basically. They send them everywhere. But, okay, we, But Chicago, you're, you're less likely
1: to... I don't mean like... So the thing about it's not the color of the people. It's that in Africa they have religions.
3: Oh, no. I'm just saying they send them anywhere. Af- yeah. yeah. But but, the yeah. ba-
1: but it's working in Africa because they are aware of the idea of soul and body being separate, that a body can, a material form can experience a ritual that a spirit can't. So the spirit having the ritual and effigy, when they start to explain why they baptize in the name of spirit in Africa, they're like, oh yeah, duh, of course. That's what yeah. we've al- yeah. always done because <laughs> those spirits can't receive without a body. So, I mean, in a way, it, it seems more legitimate in terms of outside of uh, occidental christianity
3: so i i know that they they do also still say that people have free agency to take it or leave it so it's not like the people that they did automatically have to do whatever right yeah so it's kind of you're in a waiting room waiting for this stuff to be done is how they explain it and so i mean if somebody really was offended that was jewish or whatnot like at least have that comfort that it's not forced upon it. You got to choose. No. Yeah.
1: Magic requires yeah. voluntary. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. It's not forced. And then this is just another um, kind of excerpt from a really old book I found. This uh, shows the layout of the Salt Lake City Temple and what how it is laid out with astro- astro- astrological Layouts and the phases of the moon, Vedic moon discs. Come on, yes, exactly. And then they have so many signs and sigils. Anyways, I would have
1: you heard they're going to take these
3: down. No, but I wouldn't be surprised. They're trying this year, to cover a lot of this things.
1: year. They're talking yeah. about they've taken down about a hundred uh, Moroni statues in the last year and a half.
3: Yeah, they'll just it, put this stuff inside. Like they'll just, um, yeah. You know, I don't think they'll ever desecrate Nauvoo or this one, just because they're so old. But they might. I don't know. They oh, they're might. doing There's it right no now. The SLC
1: Temple is being uh, refurbished right. Yes, now. Yes, it's
3: being redone right now. And yeah. Who, a lot who, of, did
2: Mor- who did Moroni? Uh, inappropriately touched that he's been so, canceled.
1: Actually, I just want to comment on that. If you start typing in Moroni struck by lightning, you'll find thousands oh, of Temples yes. where it Moroni did. gets it hit It did by, happen. Not yeah. just here, not just there. Hundreds of temples have had to happen. Yeah. Yep.
3: It happens all the time.
1: And so, when and this, fall, there'll be an earthquake and he'll fall, or, there, or his yeah. horn will fall out of his hand. There's been some yep. weird things. So you just much say that's
2: like if you put a lightning rod on the top of your building. It kept getting hit for some miraculous that's, that's reason. That's
1: literally what Mormons in the 80s would say. Like, it's well, you true.
3: Know. It's true. Yeah. And then this is the actual apron. Um, The apron worn by temple patrons is green, which is symbolic of the fig leaves of the green apron. Our fruit known for the countless multitudes of seeds, the green apron full of fruitful seeds is worn after Adam and Eve are cast out unstrategically over the loins, symbolizing the new power to procreate. Uh, Satan's apron, currently in temple ceremonies, he wears a dark apron, which he says is a symbol of his powers and priesthoods. Before the 1980s, Satan in the temple wore an apron with many Symbols on it, including the all seeing eye, beehive skull, crossbones, compasses, suns, moon, stars, etc. So, my great grandma has verified this. She's passed on now, but she definitely told me this was real. So,
2: well, what now what is this? What
1: so, Satan, okay, it's okay. when you go into the temple. Apron. When you go into mm-hmm. the temple, you've got like green aprons for most of your innocence and then there's several mm-hmm. rituals which we haven't even gotten to yet. Don't know how no, to not but, even close. Oh, but 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 the Lucifer thing. The Lucifer has more data, has more information and it's not necessarily about evil like Orson um Pratt would have said it's about choice and the confusion of choice because is your choice just to be a slave or are you supposed to embody what God would do and try to be like Jesus and and act like Jesus is doing so all of a sudden it becomes Lucifer is telling you you know you have to fall into line and Lucifer becomes the old church in a lot of ways because the old church told you you have to submit you shouldn't question
3: he even says in, in the temple ceremony I I'm over religion (laughs) so. <laughs> is this metaphorical, or, or do you Just actually a Mormon temple and someone oh, no. wearing a Listen, black Listen, I'll tell you all about this. IMAX this is real. Movie. This is real. No, no. Sometimes they play it out as a play.
2: Sometimes so much better,
3: legitimate.
2: Well, the and and so, I, I mean, that's that's Scottish, right? Essentially, and most yes. of the Freemasonry, but like these big theatrical. But but I'm just so if you go to Mormon temple one day and like I guess the the Mormon version of an Entered Apprentice
1: or like well a this, newly... the sad thing is now Mormonism will show you often a movie version of it but if you were yeah, cool enough to go to because one of, of the smaller the temples vid. in Utah
3: because the vid yeah yeah
2: but before the so day... all changed so you might have seen Grandpa like role playing as Satan wearing a yeah. black yes
3: apron? Satan yes. but Satan stopped coming in 1985 oh man every time people. like we talk he had about a cape Mormonism he had a cape. Like,
2: you're selling me on this i don't know if you know he had a top hat he had a top hat the mormon church right now
3: yeah, yeah.
1: and so I, that's also why some of the doctrine of christ people are concerned because the presentation of lucifer of satan having a top hat um after brigham young saying okay well now joseph smith isn't this hero Muhammadan that you thought he was he's actually a sinner and he's just and so the whole perspective of mormonism since rough stone rolling at least has changed that yeah he's a sinner just like you and me and that's how he was able to talk to god that's not the original interpretation and more and more lucifer i think has embodied uh they've, they've they've joseph smith and lucifer have kind of and this is why I wonder: Has the church really gone against Joseph Smith, whether they pretend that they love him or not? Have they kind of replaced him with this post-Brigham character?
3: They definitely edify him in every way. Like even their Jesus looks like Joseph to be. How do you <laughs> <do it? laughs> he's the white and delightsome. He's white and delightsome Jesus. Like yeah. did, did I should the have OG, put
2: that. Did the OG Joseph Smith have a feel a certain way about like Lucifer within all the? Because he's the one that wrote all this stuff, right? Or so least- not he.
3: Everything. It was uh, Lucifer. Also, Elder Kimball was the one who said,
1: well, Elder Kimball said white and delights him. Just so we know, Joseph Smith was an evolutionist. Way
3: more people. Yeah, way more people than him. But it came after Joseph, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And so this little excerpt at the bottom is the little piece that Martin Harris, who was one of his scryers, took to get it um, verified, basically, to get it uh, said to be real. And he took that to Anton, let's see, what is his name? Love to it. To get it done. No, not love me, <laughs> but close, right? And the guy originally said, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and verify it. But then when he found out really how they got it, he was like, no, 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 no. no! I don't want anything to do with this. Get me out of here. I, it's not me. That wasn't me. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, how but how this, they really get it? And so he gave it to him and said, Will you please verify that this is like um ancient Egyptian? And so the above text, however, is John Dee's anokian alphabet. And if you mm-hmm. look at these real close together, there is no mistake what this is. Right. So
2: um, you, you said when I, they find found out how they got it, how did they get it?
1: Do you want to read that also? So any of the translation there, it looks like.
3: Oh, it it doesn't say what it says. I don't think. Oh, okay. I, I can.
1: Well, we at some up. point. No, it's okay. At some point, I want to go through that though and use <laughs> the. Uh, I want to go through that and use the uh, decryptor, the, de- the decryptor ring. Yeah,
3: yeah, I can send it, it to does. you. Um, because now we're talking. I, they said, and <laughs> uh, no, I don't care. I'll share. I'll share any of my stuff like that because I think it needs to get out there for sure. And I think that it's weird that I'm just some. Nurse mom that got out that was like, oh, down a rabbit hole. And how come nobody else talks about this? It's so
1: strange because, to me because P. Nelly's a vaccinologist. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I'm like, this seems like so strange to me that uh, nobody's talking about. I've never heard anybody, not even people that have left before me, not famous people, not Vogel, no one related to John D. Why? Like, what? what? Like, this explains far better. And most religions came from an angel came down, told him to write a book, like I said. So I'm like, wait, why wouldn't you include that? But I think they don't want to seem woo woo. Because then it gets weird, right?
1: Unless so. it's also, it again, because Joseph Smith ends up with, like, because the Freemasons bringing King James sigils to Ohio. Is that right? Or Illinois, Ohio, wherever they end up. Because they're yeah. following the they, Freemason lodges. Like, we gotta go to Missouri. Yes. Like Actually, yes. you know what? We gotta get to Illinois. And when they get to Illinois, it's like, oh, we have this. And all of a sudden, there's a war and these militias from towns who are all Freemasons are going and trying to, this is a war, and we need to get back yes. these symbols. So To me, it seems a bigger issue to hide is that they have, if they literally stole the legitimacy, it's like holding, it's like Skull and Bones having Geronimo's skull. You know, this gave them precedent. And then there's just nonstop wars against the Mormons. Get and he let women
3: in. He let women in. And I think that was part of his undoing because I think his wife was a fairly strong personality because he changed.
4: <laughs> like, yeah,
3: I'm just saying this woman, she, the reason why there's no coffee or tea because hot he, it wasn't spitting it tobacco. was hot yeah. drinks yes it was hot drinks and tobacco because they would spit on the floor and then just she didn't have to it. make hot coffee
1: yeah think so of it he's like oh, have i just read this god water, says you guys need to stop spitting yeah. on my wife's floor yeah
3: apparently.
1: exactly <laughs> Brilliant. and <All> right. <laughs> so
3: i think that he had just had enough of her complaining and he's like okay i'm gonna fix it and they probably didn't listen for like a long period of time. So he's like, no hot drinks because he never said no caffeine. Mormons drink more caffeine than most people. They yeah. drink a ton of Coke and they own Coke. Oh my Coke, gosh, your soda, jerks, your soda yeah. jerks
1: are freaking me out. Can you come back? Yeah, they're 1920? completely like,
3: crazy. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I mean, yes, I'll spend so $8. I'd like
1: I've to spend $8 on before. a soda pop. Please let yeah. me spend $8 on yep. a soda pop. Please let me spend $8. Exactly. I'd like $8 yeah. soda for my son and, and for my and other And by the son. way, I they're And my eight daughters.
3: Yes, and they're flat. The soda is flat. And Coke should never have anything added to it unless we're going to go back to the olden days. They can put the cocaine back in. That's it. There's no vanilla. None of that.
1: <laughs> you sound like a Mexican Mormon, but keep going. <laughs> I, also, a sponsor of the show, by the way, uh, cocaine. <sighs> Thank you, cocaine. <laughs> it's everywhere. Get used to it. Yeah.
3: I'm just like, stop messing with Coke or Pepsi. It's just
1: well, I, I yeah. like
3: too that like maybe um
2: you know uh, Joseph Smith found another gold plate and it was like, oh, and now God's telling me and that then, uh, you got to take your yes. shoes off if there's like a carpet. D and C is no, interesting. No food in the car. Well.
3: And his cousins, all the people started having their visions because see Oliver Cowdery started having visions and every, that's his cousin. And all these people started having visions, visions, visions. And so finally he was like, hey, cut it out. Like none of you can do that. If you yeah. guys have visions are
1: probably from evil yeah. people, smack yeah. that rock. Yeah. Yes.
3: And then he started excommunicating everyone. Everyone that had helped him all the way, like Martin Harris, all these people, he starts excommunicating them as fast as he can because he's like, Yeah, I'm done with that. So in his and- defense,
2: any very popular or like uh, advanced cult leader all does that. Like, there's not a single instance of someone that got to the top that
1: didn't do that. So
3: well, they kind of caught him in the barn so that was a sitch and i do think are you was talking about to...
1: are you talking with his Cowdery. I...
3: yeah there's a i think sitch. if you read... so they say go for...
1: you go first yeah
3: Von Bodie's book does talk about this little situation but it was a
1: scrape was it was yes. a scrape i'm done. wait are we talking
2: yeah, like, they... a, like a like a noah in the 10 they curse of ham or
1: he had a nice young lady who was definitely Very aware that he was the prophet. <laughs> She's 15. I don't know what the yeah. law was at the time, but, you know, he was definitely not 40 yet. You know, there's this is their <laughs> this is their life. He's married, though. And the story goes that they had there's a letter that's there's a, there's a tiny paragraph letter that says that is when I caught Joseph Smith in that affair with. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, what's her name? Is it not not? Um,
3: oh I can't remember her name
2: Oh my just
1: the gosh. barn girl I always uh, just call her the barn girl, old girl. Virginia no, but-
2: Guffrey wasn't it Virginia Guffrey
3: uh, and then it was his wife. And then it was his spiritual wife. Cause then he had to like cover that up somehow. And maybe that was misconstrued. Like he's saying, like maybe. It Helen, was never Helen, to Helen, be... yeah.
1: Helen Kimball. Helen Kimball. So Helen Kimball, the story goes that uh, you know, there was this affair. And but if you go back down, you read the document, and with our new technology, ooh, we can like see where the words were changed. The word affair is erased on is superimposed on top of another word. The original word was scraped. Scrape could have meant something like, you know, his affair in a more subtle way. The fact it's changed to affair makes you kind of wonder if it really was an affair. But this is also more of this 10 years after he's dead, Brigham Young's in charge stuff where they're like, yeah, actually, I'm not that bad. In fact, look, Joseph Smith was doing the same things I'm doing. Except he wasn't because Joseph Smith didn't have 50 teenage wives, which he was raping a baby. And he was
3: more, even if it's true, even if I don't know if it's true or not true on his polygamy, but technically it wasn't, it was polyandry because he was actually marrying people that already had husbands and he was actually okay with Emma doing it. Like he was like, yeah, whatever. Like he, he really didn't care about that. And so it was completely different because he did give women kind of the right to do the same thing. She didn't. She was she was a when I say ride or die, she looked straight at her son, even though there was lots of speculation whether or not it was like legitimate or whatever. But some girl got pushed down the stairs that was happened to be pregnant. And um and that baby didn't make it. She did fall. And <laughs> there was actually a lot of accounts that she whooped her ass. And I understand because I'm that kind of girl. I would whoop her ass. But Women are Regardless, territory. sure. Yeah. Regardless. It one way or another, that baby didn't make it. And she ended up marrying Brigham Young later. But but yeah. the whole thing is is exactly. like
1: another Yeah.
3: God. They do this. And, and the women are power. Like the women, even nowadays in the FLDS church, if this happened to my brother-in-law, when he got home from just questioning, he didn't even, he went so light and it was his uncle and they were very close. In fact, he was put in the journals. They wouldn't let him have his kid back because in the journals of Warren Jeffs, it said he was to be the next prophet. And so they wouldn't give his kids back. They were like, no, you're not out. We don't believe you you know they took his wife and they took his kids and they gave them to other people they do this all the time mm-hmm. if you get disgraced for some reason and it wasn't just him it was his dad his brother they threw all of these people out and like his dad had three different wives well up up to 12 at one point the ones he was raised with three different wives and 35 children and so there was way more when it got up to 12 kids. I mean, he has a book. Just everybody know it's Isaac's story. It's on Amazon. I plug it for him because he's great to have shared his story. He's very shy. He doesn't like to do that. So I like to put that out there. But it's a, it's a good read. And it's really what happened to him. And so um anyway, he talks about how this happens all the time. You know, they just take
1: these kids. Flds, Flds definitely do, and uh, so that's also why I always wonder, like the consequentialism of Brighamite of Mormonism. It's clear, like this is what happens. You get a super cat who has a bunch of cats, you know. But mm -hmm. how? I mean, Ogden Kraut, right? This whole idea of the change of the church, where they realized you couldn't continue this. practice and you end up with soft mormonism soft mormonism is kind of all these mormons you meet that are you're like wow you couldn't possibly be in a orgy blood ritual you look so nice right (laughs) so what i have to wonder like how much do you which I, I can respect FLDS to an extent similarly, right. but like, do you right. think that that's legitimate Mormonism or is Brigham Mormonism? It's Boy. own brand, you know?
3: Who knows? Because of, of, like you said, the son, even on the deathbed, the mother said, I know not any woman that has been with my husband. She denied that he was ever a polygamist. I was raised that he was never a polygamist. I was always told he was never a polygamist. This whole thing only came out when the internet came out. And then they made a big campaign that said, Trust your faith. Don't don't doubt your doubt. Doubt your doubts. Don't doubt your faith. Don't look on the internet. Talk to your church leader. Don't do any kind of exploration. Blah 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 blah. And so it became really cloudy. Like and and wow. like I said, Emma denied it forever. And yeah. they became very much Jehovah Witnessy, where they're like, "Don't talk to anyone outside of us. You only talk to us. Right. And then you're not going to go talk about that. And then if it's anything about temple rights." If you go talk about anything about the temple, it has to be in the temple. So it's like this hush-hush ceremony that's all planned out and programmed. And you really don't have any time to do that. I mean, and then your bishop's trying to go home to his 10 kids and he doesn't want to sit there forever. Like you've already been through two hours of this stuff by the time you get to the end. And so... Uh, I think that it made it almost impossible and they lost a lot of members. But you're right. They have gone soft because they come out against something and they're like, "Uh, no gay stuff, no this, no that. Oh, this is all handed down from God. Oh, JK, we're kidding. We love you. We love the gays. Come back. And then they're like, or they do like, oh, this is the symbols from God and the signs that we got. Oh, just kidding. This is like, scary. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so, or, and the veils, we don't veil our faces anymore. Well, I don't right. go, but I say well, we so much because I was There's, there's one woman. other
2: thing you mentioned, Heidi, right. the last time we were talking. Yes. And it's it, honestly, it's the main blocker now from me getting into Mormonism. And it's the 10%. Uh, no, I'm just well, apparently I, I can do tithings. I mean, dude, I, I was raised. Kept my my grandparents would Opus Day, and the tithing He's for Opus Day is like incredibly higher than like a normie. But <laughs> you used to get planets, and now they they pretend like no th- the planet was never part of the yeah. deal. And so, I almost that that's the but, ultimate yeah. big <laughs> switch to me. So depends on who you're talking um,
1: to, by the way. So okay, the who, mainstream, who to to the planet?
3: mainstream. If you go to the mainstream <laughs> people, they go. What do you mean? We never did that. What are you talking about? Kolob was never a thing. I'm like, yes, it. Yes, are they just trying was. to keep all
2: the planets for themselves when they say that?
1: Yeah, I think we haven't even, You to should have, not you, crazy. You should have started with the second ceiling before we went to uh, the second Kolob.
3: anointing. <laughs> you want to do, yeah. do? You want to go with second? anointing? Yeah, let's again? do the second let's do that, anointing, and then
1: we'll get into why. Yes, point because sure.
3: it's not a typical. It doesn't go to the sheep. This is special. So
1: take it. Away. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. If you're a Mormon and you, spoiler alert, keep going. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Wait, and you, you said yeah. it did not go to
2: the sheep. Is a sheep like a Mormon goyim?
1: No, I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Goyim. Mormons understand goyim. One of the things I yes, love about Mormons. But uh, yeah, no, yes. the thing is, I just want to say before you explain it, that the second ceiling isn't something they tell people to the expectation yeah. of, if you're a um, Mormon missionary, they, they have in their book, like if someone asks you about the second anointing, what, what do you say? You say, we don't know what that is we've never heard yeah. of that you don't even say oh I'll talk to someone who knows more you just be like G- what? you gas gaslight like what? gaslight yeah. is the response to yes. knowing about this all right yes.
3: no I would rather you talk about it because I know minimal other than it happens it happens for the higher ups it it's secretive like they're not gonna tell actually go oh.
1: explain. Before I explain well, them, what well, I know about
3: I've got, it, I've got something. I just want to
2: ask.
1: Yeah. He's like, hold on, mom.
2: <laughs> is the gaslighting <laughs> document anywhere, or oh, yeah. is the gaslighting? Oh yeah,
1: I have. I have really? book of more so, I have missionary uh, handbooks, yes. and the handbooks. Got a, yeah.
3: Now the missionary. missionary? Where were you? No, my okay, so yeah. my neighbor, the missionary that got out, he told me they actually he was a leader, a, like a pod leader, and they have a phone that connects directly to like if they ask this, you say this. If they do this, you do this. Yeah, and it's like a whole like oh shit panel, like oh you know those little diagrams and oh, in capital letters and bold okay. it says yeah. stay out of no the water. Cool. No collab, yeah. <laughs> You're and no swimming, swimming. Yeah, no yeah, swimming
1: swim ever. While you're on the devil the
3: water. owns the water.
1: Devil owns the water. Wait, he is. We have to, the okay, devil I'm owns the water, know. Thomas. Don't go swimming. The devil the owns there.
3: the oceans and yeah. the sea and the rivers, but not what about river, ice. Which is, so is crazy devil- when
1: you think about baptism. But keep going. Not so regular ice?
3: That's blessed water, Zerda. What about
2: Antarctica?
1: <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't know about Antarctica. Does the
2: devil own the ice walls? The ice walls made of water.
1: Definitely. Well, so the reason for that is if, and you can ask a Protestant about this. That is, this is the world. The Lord, the the Lucifer's world, right? It's he's the king of this world. A lot of Christians, not just Mormons, believe the idea that God uh, somehow let Lucifer be in charge, uh, the architect or something. Of Mm -hmm. this world. And so that's that is their kind of concern there. But with the second anointing, what they're doing is they're saying uh, that you can't ever sin again. You're basically you normally if you sin, you have to atone for it. Once you've been second anointed, you're in you're god yes. it's good it doesn't matter get what your you planet do. you're gonna get your yeah. family you need your wife still because for a while being a planet meant polygamy and then they're like well at least you just have to have a huge family right have a wife and kids and start your family used but, to uh, be
3: three three wives to get yeah there. you used at to, have least. to have three
1: yeah because mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to i think it's because and there's a reason for that like pratt talked about like you have to have um Multiple houses in the kingdom, or something like that, like to be able mm. to make it to the highest kingdom or the ghost babies.
3: Remember the ghost babies? <laughs> that we so,
1: but about? so the thing is, ghost babies, all the stuff like so. If you watch this stuff from the perspective <laughs> of Protestants in the 70s and 80s when they made that anti Mormon cartoon, there's a lot of Star Trek, there's a lot of Star Trek happening in America, it's very and um, so, and and so, that. what into in the in my apologetics, Mormonism <laughs> is scientific <laughs> more than other religions because Galileo kind of said we can have science be separate from religion and we'll keep doing this thing. Mormonism didn't do that. Mormonism says, okay, well, we can consider They evolution.
3: make it very relatable. Yeah. They, they made Jesus... Down be born from a woman and they say he was created just like any man with sex. They don't believe in the immaculate conception either. Like that was sexual. I
1: I had not heard that Mormons think Jesus had, uh, that God had sex with Mary. I've heard that from Protestants. You've heard that in church?
3: Uh, Yes, they are very, very, they say, well, they didn't say sex because they're not going to say that. This is what they say. He was created just like all men are created because, we can all become gods. And what do you think God's so, packing? I mean, I wouldn't want The it. Holy Spirit. It sounds, <laughs> sounds rough. And on, <laughs> Andreas, you, you were talking... That's a virgin too. We that out of the way.
2: Um, that you can't sin again. Are you saying like you're not allowed to or you are... It's
1: impossible. It's
2: impossible. Whatever you do
1: you're yep. forgiven you can murder at that point you can commit apostasy you can probably even you know if god came down to you and told you to open this water like moses and you said no not gonna that you because that's what should get you into the sons of perdition mm-hmm. if you yep. murder someone or deny doing work that god directly sends an angel or himself to get you to do those are the unforgivable unforgivables. But there's but-
3: they tie that with apostasy. So people that leave after they have the full knowledge, like I did, like I got all my anointings. I did I didn't have a second anointing. They don't but do this that is presuming
1: one. that they have full knowledge, by the way, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I had full knowledge, and I decided to leave and take off my garments and do whatever. So now I'm considered an apostate, and I'm going to outer darkness. And many Mormons will not associate with you if you are that person. So true, yeah.
1: There are, yeah. there are. And so this is the other thing there are like in Utah, uh, there's a small group. I wouldn't say they're more than a million people, but there are in the world, at least probably about 500 to a million, 500,000 to a million people that think that like she, we were talking about Goyam, this idea that you are so much better than other people because you're a saint and you have to keep yourself pure by keeping demons out of your home and you follow you you eat certain food all
3: why all why they're like reenacting demonic things in the temple and wearing garments over your
1: all which holes. you know as a californian <laughs> just sounds like gestalt in therapy right they're just right? getting it out of their system it could be great and
3: but- then i was i was telling my husband last night i said because you he watched we watched the episode with me and you because he hadn't heard it and he was laughing so bad when you talked about farting <laughs> In the, in the garments, and I was dying. Oh yeah! <laughs> and so I was like, you know, that doesn't sound
2: like me. I'm usually much no, more reserved. No, than yeah.
3: So then I said, you know, they had us wear those, and they're doing all this weird stuff and channeling, I believe, because they use mirrors and all this weird stuff. And I said, what if it's like Crowley and they believe? That the bee hole has a whole universe in there, so we gotta have the garments right next to it, right? So he just looked at me and he goes, "Why on earth do you know that?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like I I'm just saying that's what it is, and he's like, "I have no hole. idea." Yeah, the beehive. Yeah. He's like, "I did not want to know that," and I was like, "Sorry." I but, they, black but the thing him is,
1: all a lot time. I would. So my only concern with that is that. A lot of that stuff didn't exist in the Navu Temple. It didn't right, exist right. until Brigham Young. I'm just gonna keep saying, and Brigham Young changed. Bloody, we second can call him in.
3: Bloody Brigham because Bloody Brigham is his nickname.
1: I like Brigh- Brigham Young. Brigham Young is just—it's <laughs> like Barack <laughs> Feller. Brigham Young. 21. It just—it fits. Oh
3: my gosh, that's but,
1: so good. I mean, I I can't take credit, but
3: (laughs) I hadn't heard that. I always hear him, Bloody Brigham, and he wore a bloodstone. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always wore a bloodstone.
1: Okay, like there's one of my favorite songs is Brigham Young did nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong, he did, but the song is great. The idea of the blood atonement and what he was trying to wrestle with, and you know that uh, he is exactly like Moses. Moses just isn't as awesome as people think he is. If you start to look into the truth of Moses and all of the transgressions and sins, like David or Daniel or any biblical figure. Any
3: any biblical figure that God chooses is always a hot mess, right? Yeah. Like they're never, yeah, yeah, they're never (laughs) like, go to the guy that's got his shit together. No, no, no. Let's yeah. go to the guy that's like the least likely to be able to do this and make it right and they do somehow but like I, I get it's it, impressive that's always,
1: metaphysics but I think the point yeah. is that you exist probably I don't know if it's completely because of Brigham Young but you live in Utah so if it right. weren't no Brigham I am Young,
3: I my DNA because I was dumb enough and I didn't know I was a goyim don't don't <laughs> you know blame me I stuck the thing spit in the stuff whatever it even says in my DNA Mormon settler like
1: part lizard right yeah of course you
3: know. I, oh, for I have hazel green eyes and I, <laughs> my kids are just screwed. I mean, but like, uh, yeah. And that goes to a whole nother, like I'm very into the whole Nephilim stuff and that goes yeah. somewhere else. We, we won't have Genesis, time for today, but I would love Genesis. to do, I would love to do another.
1: I think like Genesis that. and that that's a big part of Mormonism. Also yeah. the idea that there are Nephilim um, that does come through, but I just want to say the second anointment ritual started yes. out pretty chill because it was that you've now completed the pseudo-Masonic courts of Mormonism under Joseph Smith. Right, and now right. the man becomes anointed. You no longer have to worry about paying tithing to the church because you've paid enough tithing to the church. The original intention. That was the original intention. And you've built a family, your wife and your kid, not polygamous. This was just you have a family, but now you're in. And this is also cool because God he's, at this point, Joseph was saying, look, there is no hell. There might be a perdition, but there is no hell, and uh, you could just get closer and closer to God, doing more and more and more until you're literally creating—not necessarily a planet, because this is before you know NASA nonsense. They're just saying you're going to have a whole this world, the way it exists. You have mm-hmm. spirit that's living in form of in the in the in the image of God. So you would be essentially your wife, and you become the. spirit. The spirit founder of this new plane of existence where new spirits can ascend and they're half you and half him, but they're also themselves because they're in the image of God still and God's still evolving. This is the idea that there's no, um, that God is reflective and is constantly evolving as we're evolving. So even if you become... This amazing thing, God is still above you. They're not saying that you're becoming equal. You're just not God until
3: is, after death. Like after death, they do literally say you can become like God.
1: Like, like but God is constantly after. Grown.
3: After, yes. But God, and, and, so you can become like God
1: existence. was. You can become like God was when God created him, you. All <laughs> am I? Am so I wrong? Also-
3: No, no, no. We're screwing. I said, we're screwing him all up
1: because he's Uh, like, well, no,
2: I'm getting into this sounds like a spiritual new deal, right? It's like a a spiritual retirement package. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is that kind of like the real new deal in modern day, they're like, Uh, I don't know if we promised that much. I don't know if we said we were going to keep up with inflation. The planet uh,
1: thing arrived in the 60s when people were talking about space. Before that, it wasn't Orson uh, Pratt just said, you're going to be the Holy Spirit in the consciences, like Jiminy Cricket inside of all of these new people. And it's but they that's, did
3: talk about the moon back in Joseph's the Yeah, there are, Wimber, are, the are Quakers. Quakers getting, yeah. there
1: are Quakers on the moon. You shouldn't go there.
3: Are we also getting animated
1: <laughs> picks? Is we that... are so
3: weird. This sounds so screwy. When when we break it down like this, I'm like, oh my god, I did this for 34 years. Like
1: I just like. All right, but when you get to the moon and you see Quakers, you're going to be like, all right, I will, I'm not even surprised. I knew this was coming. That's the thing. Uh, I'm
3: not going because they told me not to go.
1: I wouldn't go. No, I'm kidding. I don't trust them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm not going anywhere that sounds like crazy ai get a new body robot thing and your consciousness goes like i'm not Well, that's, not that's about, the thing
1: about Mor- yeah. why i think mormonism is right. telling the truth they you're, are you're not getting a plane a planet, geometric plane you're not getting a planet you're not getting a planet right but what you are right. getting is even more gnostic and as mormonism uh as you say it's like hiding parts of itself in a sense, mm. I feel like it's only hiding things that exist for the last hundred years, and it's more and more becoming like as Satanism. I feel and like new ages. I feel like what you
3: said, what you said on our last one about masonry when you were like, every time I go up a level, they say, throw all that out, here you go, new stuff, right? That's right. kind of what it is, right? Like, uh, I mean, because the more you know. Like you're never gonna know. You're never gonna get to the second anointing as a woman. First of all, you're never gonna get to certain things as a woman because everything is dependent. Like a twelve year old boy has more power than I do in in the church because they can hold the priesthood and I cannot. And I have to get married or I cannot. I cannot ascend. And so when you go through the temple, and we were talking about the temple rites. I, when I give my name, first, my husband goes through, he can never reveal his name. Not even to me. Never. It's n- no. But he gives his name to the fake God because they pretend like they're God, like under the curtain okay, on the other side. And he gives his name to that guy. And, and that's fine. And he goes through. But then he calls me through because he is my God. And I give my name. To him to go through so like he's saying to your point you, you become the one like what you were talking about like you still need your wife you still need like it's still a but thing the wife
1: but the wife has to yeah. promise allegiance to the husband and that yeah. was created by brigham young the original anointing ritual was equal women were equal right. and so this is a thing it's also like joseph smith was already talking about mary magdalene and we're right. aware mormons are the closest to any group that's aware that Jesus Christ was a rabbi who probably had a wife and kids. No, it's not. They, they definitely believe
3: that. No, it's they not, believe that. Yeah, 100.
1: Yeah. And so everyone else that thinks that that is, I mean, so Mormons are the only ones who ever even really pushed this idea that women should be in a priesthood. It never happened because of Brigham Young, right, but it got really right. close. And it, so I find it that interesting. And also the last thing I was about that is the anointing ritual requires women to bless their husband, which infers that they have a priesthood. They have a Magdalene right. priesthood. She's well, not allowed to be practiced and, under Brigham Young.
3: And they have to use it, like I was telling him in our last one, when we go through and get our initi- initiatory rights. When we are being, okay, they've changed it a lot. My great grandma said they put her in a damn bathtub, but like when we're going through, we're in a poncho. Remember my poncho, right. I was telling you. Well, was your and grandma now that's,
1: naked? sorry to ask. But, yes. Yeah, yes, she was then, you naked. Were naked yeah.
3: I was naked also. I went through in
1: 1996.
2: I was imagining oh, yeah. the back of my head. I don't know if you're familiar with the 1985 movie. It was funny. Movie. Don't worry. I'm There's not a, offended. a movie in the eighties called just one of the guys. I
1: think Joyce. Heisner. I am just
3: on it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, that's
2: probably uh, why,
1: right. Just I see sure. Jane as soon as you said that. So keep going.
3: Yeah, no, no, it's funny. I, I totally get it. And then, so he, I had my like poncho on and it split all the way on the side so they can like get in there, but they don't touch you sexually anymore. And now they were like, clothes. Now they were like a zip up baptism Did you suit have to annoy because... your husband
1: with oil and stuff?
3: So no, but a lady came in. This is what upset me. Oh. I, I had this lady come in and I'm sitting on this cold ass bench and I'm like, they couldn't put a pillow. I found out later it was an altar. That's an altar but you don't yeah. know you're in this dressing room and she comes in and I'm like, uh, I'm waiting for my, my initiatory blessings for, and they just touch, right. They don't touch anywhere gross. People make this out to be really weird. It is really weird on its own. Let's not make it worse. Like they don't touch your bits. (laughs) They bless them. And they say, they bless your sinews. They bless you, but they don't. And so I said to her, why are you here? Like, where's the dude? And she's like, no no you're not dressed and i'm like well you're not a guy i was really rude because i had been taught my whole life like a woman cannot give a a blessing like it can't happen so i'm sitting there like where's the priesthood holding out the
1: truth aren't you yeah
3: right and i sat there so (laughs) confused i was like and all they ever say to you everything that you learn oh it's different in the temple that's it. Yeah. That's the only explanation you get. You a license.
1: Still a license is the permission to do what you would otherwise not be allowed to do. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not that the women don't have power. It's they're not. to yeah. and they and they
3: make everyone. They still do it. They still have the women always do
1: it in the women's oh, yeah. dressing room. It's yeah. gonna eventually. This is gonna be the thing that's gonna because yeah. there already are women who are like, can I at least hand the bread to the guy who's gonna make it into right. like very soon we're gonna find that. We're going to have to admit that women have magical powers that are unique to themselves that's what Mormonism was always about was that there's an alchemy between masculinity and femininity. And yeah, women have been suppressed in Utah for the last 150 oh, years. For sure, just, for it is sure. what it is. I mean,
3: but I'm not the type that like I was never a big like, oh, I'm a feminist and have to and and right. people can hate me for that or whatever, but it really didn't. Bo- yeah, it didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me now to submit to my husband like it, it, unless he's trying to force me to do something that I'm completely against which he would never do. Like playing or
1: Monopoly yeah. for
3: six hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I Mormon's family night. Ah. Okay, <laughs> but but I'm like, okay, he would never. He loves me enough in return. Like it's all that return, right? Like God, he'll watch a chick flick me. Like God Monopoly. loves the church. Yeah, yeah. but he's lucky because he's married to me, and I'm like, hey, let's go watch Alone. And he's like, <laughs> I have the best life ever. And so yeah, I'm I'm more fun. But he and camping is like my next favorite thing to do. He he lucked out but he doesn't like to go he's like no, it's a lot of work and i'm like stop it we're, you're like
1: i literally got here from missouri yeah. and genetically yeah. disposed to camp. you're gonna yeah, go no again. kidding yeah. and
3: we're camping and we're cooking on the fire and he's like i hate this i hate this so much he's like, you are crazy just buy the stew in a can like everyone else we have too many kids for this and i'm like no we're making homemade food with extra desserts that are that's awesome based. on a fire. Yeah. See, like,
1: That's a ritual in and of itself. You're yeah. just reenacting something. <laughs> Good for you.
3: Yeah. But I mean, like I get it and I get where women get offended, I guess,
1: but like, but women have their own roles. We just need to celebrate yeah. them. I mean, the fact that men can make bread and women can make babies is kind of, it's not equal, you know?
3: Well, and I don't want to do the things a man can do. Like everybody yeah, always yeah, is yeah. like, I can do anything a man can do. I'm like, well, so can I, but I don't want a broken back. Like <laughs> I'd rather just ask for help. Like that seems so yeah. stupid.
1: There shouldn't you know? be a, a, a priesthood that's men and women. It should be a woman's yeah. priest priestesshood that does its own thing. I yeah. agree yeah
2: yep it's, so we're it's, talking it's, eastern and, star and masonry all over again I, I,
4: it, it,
3: it really need is it, it, it actually it. Yeah. is i yeah. think that it's been like he said repressed but i actually think it was actually meant to be that way at the beginning i don't know when the when did the women in masonry become a thing like when was that like is it Long ago or recent ish? Uh, well, I mean, if, if like we're talking to Star in stuff, general, yeah.
2: then mm-hmm. at max, it's the late 1700s. Sorry, but I have about a feeling that. it was, it was <laughs> when the, the first group of Masonic Wait, wives got together gone? and made a stand against oh, their husbands. You. I can't hear you. Was when okay. they decided to make uh, Eastern Star.
3: Okay, so like seventeen hundred. So I don't, I, I can't remember. I'm, like, sure, I'm sure Eastern Star is way, way younger
2: uh, than that. Because I, I know it didn't. I,
3: I feel his mother was a strong presence because she was
2: 1850 in Mississippi. So it's a, it's a, an American American recent creation, not that long after what Joseph Smith's time, maybe like a generation afterwards.
3: So maybe he had heard about it and it was on the up and coming because nothing changes all of a sudden, right? It has to come slowly through the ages. So maybe it had already been a thing, but I do feel his mother was an important person in his life. I feel like his mother was a lot more influential than they give the mother credit to be because of the fact that she was the one with him the most and he was indoors a lot and he was hurt and he never was able to work a field. He was never able to go do all that stuff. So I feel like, Hmm, maybe that he, he's know? totally
2: sounding like a, like a Manly Palmer Hall from a hundred years prior too, right? Cause mm-hmm. I would that was also Manly Palmer Hall story.
1: Orson yeah. Pratt, Orson Pratt is so much like Manly P Hall. I would say that they're much on the same level. Orson Pratt's a Orson brilliant. Pratt. Yeah, you he, like him. Is
2: he a living person?
1: No, no, but he was a Mormon who would, he's kind of, um, he would go through all of the Mormon texts and all of the writings of everybody and he would find patterns or, um, metaphor and he had his ideas of kolob are Mm -hmm. pretty per they're pretty permanent even if even if things in the 60s changed yeah Yeah, 1890s now (laughs) yeah kolob's in the book of abraham and it's impossible to ignore it and we're finding you know examples of things that really relate to it in astronomy so the church is trying
3: to throw it out because of the whole like oh, that wasn't... It was proved to be not true and it was just a picture of... Yeah, I'm concerned about the church. I
1: think the church is trying to head towards like Freemasonry where they have a hidden... Mm veil and on the other side of the veil you can be like yeah we want people to think we're crazy and silly we're like we want people to think we're naive (laughs) innocent people that's what works for us on the other side we're secret service and occultists you know (laughs) we're getting we're getting to that point because i talk to mormons all the time and half of them are like i just like my family i don't really care about any of that stuff And you're like oh okay versus people that don't talk about mormonism but they're really they They believe They believe in this stuff, you know. It's or like-
3: they even when they leave the church. If you want to fight someone to the death over like theology of Mormonism, fight a freaking Jack Mormon. That's people yeah. that leave the church, but don't leave like me. Like I'm an yeah. apostate where I speak out, but they like they they will say no. They'll be like, oh, this is the truth of the truth, and and they'll yeah. be drinking a beer and smoking and like yeah, Jack Moser. Or-
1: a lot of Jack Mo's in Idaho. Oh my gosh! Jack Mos, <laughs> yeah. oh Jack gosh yeah. yeah. There's Exmos, Jack Mos, Jack Mos are cool because like a Jack Mo, it's like Jack if, you go, yep. if you go if you go in a boat with a Jack Mo, uh, you don't want to bring any beer because they'll drink all your beer. But if you have they two Jack Mos in your boat, you can bring as much beer as you want because they won't drink in front of each other. No, nope. You know? yeah. nope. Yeah.
3: And then yeah. they they like <laughs> cheat or do whatever, they do drugs, they don't care, they don't care yeah. about any of the dumb rules. Like they're yeah. not into the rules. And then, then there's, there's like-
1: also the uh, Community what? of Christ used to be the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ latter which was Joseph Smith III's church. Right. And a lot of, I would almost call anybody in the Reorganized Church of Jack Mormon. Any, yeah. almost all of them. I'm not trying to be prejudiced yeah. here, but they no, don't no. follow the doctrines of covenants. The same thing. They don't believe in the word of wisdom. They don't care about the beer rule because that didn't happen when they were in charge. So there are a, a whole other group of Mormons. I mean, granted, they're not as big but there are a lot of them. And so they would, that's why when people like point their fingers,
3: yeah, like they point their fingers at Joseph and say, well, he drank a lot and stuff. I'm like, well, that wasn't even like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it became a thing later and they became really, and I'm not saying that their rules are, I mean, it, they'll keep you healthy, probably. Other than but Brigham Young had used, bars; he yeah. sold
1: liquor to Goyam as they passed yeah. through Salt Lake City. Same you know.
3: thing as Coke. They yeah. own Coke, and they sure as they they peddle it. They say no hot drinks, but they sell hot cocoa. Their own church yeah. produces hot cocoa because they have a welfare program, and they actually make hot cocoa for the welfare program for their church members. So right. they're not. They redefined
1: the, hot drinks not yeah. to mean hot, but to mean like fire. Coffee water. and
3: tea coughing
1: Fire, uh, fire water. Like if you make te- tequila or you make hard liquors oh, or, or anything too, like that. Oh, that too, for sure. You can't have any hard liquors. You can't have any s- distilled liquor, which is also weird because the Can't have coffee or says, tea
3: either. Word of
1: Wisdom no says you can yet. have certain herbs. All these herbs have been made for you. So basically, mm-hmm. they should all smoke pot. Now, if you really follow the Word yeah. of Wisdom, every Mormon should be a stoner.
2: Yeah, how, wh- where Mormons fall
1: on like peyote? No,
3: no drugs, no coffee, no tea, no drug, no, nothing. No, open
1: to interpretation? It's can it's you do becoming, like, it's not a drug, man. It's becoming more complicated that oh. rough stone rolling readers are thinking that Joseph Smith ate an Amida mascara amanita muscara mus, uh, mushroom, and so those kinds of That's again, not even that Jack, strong. Jack Mormons not even that, that big. This is the gateway drug to getting Mormons to try hallucinogens. Oh. That's what's happening in that group, which I think is like there's there's room for that. But what's really interesting about They're Mormonism, probably just
3: trying to open their third eye. Like
1: honestly. I feel like most Mormons who... If you were like a 1950s super sober from U- Utah, your third eye, all the ones I've met, their eyes are pretty open. Like if you were super sober back in 1950 and you followed the word of wisdom the way it used to be, Your your Bhakti yoga level was as high as someone from India. A lot of these these Utah guys and gals were and
3: sexual too. Yeah, yeah, sexual. -sexual, Like like, no, no. Yep, they would be like nothing until they were married, and then so they would also like practice that whole like containment, you know, situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, like like, the bathroom wearing like the the satanic apron, and you know it's going to go down. (laughs)
1: No, the apron's only for the you temple, but you do wear the, wear the apron. You do wear the underpants, <laughs> the whole out the white outfit, you know. But yeah, I mean Yeah. But the women thing is interesting again because talking about the strength of Joseph Smith's mother and the fact that like we were talking yes. about uh King James kidnapping midwives and women and forcing them out of Scotland and England because he said, either you work for me until I kill you, or if you can get away, right? It makes sense to me why um Freemasonry started wanting to, it was like by 1850 anyway, that they start mm-hmm. that the um, Order of the Eastern Star starts. And women in British Freemasonry, I think starts very 1820s, 1830s, right? So there, mm-hmm. it's a really similar time to femininity being included in these alchemical rituals. So for Joseph Smith, Have you heard of, his mother. of
3: Walter Lumens as well? Have you heard this guy?
1: Walter Lumen. no, I'm looking up right now.
3: No, okay, no.
1: So Walter Lumen, Lumen. Walter Luhmann Walters,
3: Um, possibly yes, Yes, possible flip. And so he was probably also a big influence on all of this knowledge that he learned when he, he came, he was Emma Smith or, you know, his wife's Oh, he was a
1: mesmerist
3: yes and he came Ooh. from europe and he came and he had all these books and he had just come from overseas and it was super interesting because they always say oh he didn't have any uh way to get d's work he didn't have any of this he was a doctor this guy had traveled all over yeah and and i'm telling you i do think he was had ample opportunity to learn some of these things and he well, was mesmer kind of grown... definitely
1: knew about john d yes. so there's yes. no question yeah i agree yep. with you
3: Yep. And so that's where I think some of this came because that was very influential in his life as a young child. Because, and think of this like, you meet this kid, he's got a bum leg, he seems really smart. You have a cool conversation with him, you want to help him out a little. What are you going to give a kid like that that's really poor? How about a book?
1: Yeah. How about same a book? As, same as Ignatius Leola. Yeah. yeah
3: yes yes and so i can't believe that nobody else has figured this out because i'm like this all makes complete sense to me and it wow. goes in a circle you know what i'm saying yeah. like and talked Mesber- so nice to talk Mesber- to someone that Mesber's knows
1: even a bigger <laughs> deal than john d i would say yes because yes Big Mesber, time. in terms of becoming the leader of a religion it's one thing to channel things it's another thing to be that charismatic that you can get all these people to join you Yes, and he
3: watched it, and then he got up in front of everyone in this small town that he was at, and he, like, was reading some... Book, I can't remember which. It was a Greek book, and they thought he was magical because he. They saw him read something that they couldn't understand because they're chicken farmers, and this guy's like a freaking learned person and been all over. And they ran him out of town. Eventually, I think it only took about two years, and they said, "Get out of here! You're a crazy witch person." You know, out of
1: uh, Connecticut, or where? Where did they run him out of? I
3: think this was in when he was in New York. I believe I don't want to say. for sure for sure cuz they well, like, did There's of lots around, of moves the, but he's the, young he's young space, he's 13 though. 14 yes. around the time he knew this he's a yeah. child uh-huh and so of course people say he had no access to things like this he wasn't rich books were expensive i'm like yeah but what about this like this is such a critical part and they say he really liked him and then we go into the guy's name what does lumens mean like bringer of right. light right yeah. here we go so like I, I'm over here going wait a minute this makes so much sense and people just think you're crazy
1: like if you bring this up
3: <laughs> like oh, I'm man. a crazy person I'm gonna be Utah. deep diving
1: all over Lumen Walter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
3: right yes of course so um, and it's do- well documented that this really happened that he really knew him he really met him it was emma's actually her uncle so okay i mean yeah so it's it's in multiple books all the things so it kind of makes you wonder what exactly did he teach him then look at this quote too
2: um this is brigham young i I assume young recalled that he had never heard a man who could swear like that astrologer
3: (laughs) (laughs) did
1: you uh that sounds like me I Stop sent in the private chat the book of Puke. Are you familiar with the book of oh, Puke?
3: yes, book yes. I Puky. always call it Pukey Eye because I. I almost funny. I <laughs> wanted
1: to know if that was the other way I had to say it to get you to remember it. I have but no idea. I
3: actually don't know. The yes. only thing I was
1: gonna say is Walter's the magician is the character. That
3: was my favorite ever book. Like that well, book is Lumen. so funny.
1: <laughs> it's about Lumen <laughs> it's Walters. Hilarious. So. Well,
3: and it's it's just hilarious the way they did it as a satire. Until Joseph Smith had to pull a rank and say. You can't Stop. do that anymore. It's copyright. It's a
1: copyright
4: <laughs> <lot>. They <laughs> brought the copyright. They
1: are like Moroni.
2: All this misinformation. Yeah. We've got the, the authority on the facts
1: here about yeah. Yeah. Lumen Walter. Oh, what does Fair does yes. Fair see No, Fair's better so than it, Snopes. It's
3: great. I'm telling
1: Was like, a vagabond
2: you guys fortune teller named Walters Joseph Smith's mentor. Where's yes. where's the answer? This is my favorite Snopes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have never heard this. This is wild. We can so, do this so again after Cole, we take
2: time. Uh, th- maybe this is a question for either of you that know if you knew Leo Taxel is, but is Abner Cole the Mormon version of Leo was to the freemasons and catholics
1: uh abner cole went by obadiah dogbury and he was yes, uh
3: obadiah
2: he,
1: yeah he wrote he um he commented on the golden bible right you know before it had ever been published and
3: yes the one they found in canada that was like a different one
1: dogbury. so he so do you know this story that joseph smith wanted to publish and copyright the book of mormon in canada that, so he ran no. to Can he ran to Canada? Joseph Smith was trying so hard, he, but he collected tens of thousands of dollars from people back then, you know, in order to get to Canada. And then they refused to um, copyright it in Canada. And so he was. But also
3: in Canada at this similar time, there was a true Bible, a golden Bible that they found there that had had kind of lit the whole thing up for Joseph, like kind of paved the way, like no, no. There was another golden Bible found here. So blah, blah, blah. And so I think it might have, you know, sparked a little bit of truth. Easier to say, hey, Joseph found this. But that that could be true because, look, this really did happen in Canada. When did well. they
1: find the golden Bible in Canada? I'm, I'm going to
3: find the dates on that. That was in an old book I got that was, <laughs> I'll find it. But it really did happen. It happened before he talked about the plates. That's interesting. And so... Yeah, very interesting because it makes you wonder, you know, did that pave the way for him, you know?
1: Well, the fact that he um, went, I mean, because like he didn't try to copyright <laughs> the book in America. He tried to copyright the Book of Mormon only in Canada and he did it in 1830. So it's also kind of, I mean, not that early, but it's kind of early uh, right. for for that. So I'm curious about the Golden Bible in Canada. I mean, there's definitely also stories of other plates found. And it's interesting because Mormons push really hard for the Mesoamerica model right now, but there was a lot of push for a lost civilization in the Northwest. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that like there are Scythians and Indo-Aryans that lived in Canada, um, that is genetically logical that there would be a culture there that has these, uh, have, have their own symbol somewhere. And also there's just all these wars and people that have stolen everything. So it's the idea right. that we're not finding that much. Isn't that surprising either.
3: Have you also seen the poster for the War of 1812 where they're making fun of um, Madison? A uh, Madison? No, that's not right. They're making fun of the English are making fun and there's an angel. I, and if you look this up, it I'll find it. Anyway, it looks just exactly like Moroni, like yeah. identical. It's hilarious. And when I seen that, it was right around Is the time it? frame. Um, no, let me, let me find it. It was like, they were kind of calling him girly. Like, let me find it War of 1812. And it's very, very similar to what's on top of the temples now. And so I found that really like ironic. It's kind of a satire one. It's a satire. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I wished I had saved that. I do have it somewhere because I, I found it completely fascinating and I'll find the name of it. But it looks exactly like what we have on top of the temple's. And mm-hmm. so it, it just all of that together. One one guy that was Protestant said it's kind of like Joseph Smith took all these things. Is this it here with the, singing,
1: with the horn? Gabriel's yes. horn here. It's
3: similar to that, but it, there's another one, but that's very similar. There's a bunch of people in the one that I'm talking about, but similar angel. So it's kind of interesting where you see like maybe where there's bits of truth, bits of. Enochian magic bits of things he saw politically, because that's what this guy had said that was Protestant. They said, he took everything that was popular that, you know, there was no TV, men went and talked at the drugstore or wherever, and he would go with his dad or whatnot, and hear all these things. So it makes you wonder, you know, makes you think, oh, okay, he kind of put this all together. So.
1: But it's interesting also the symbols he picked, if that's the case, because mm-hmm. the idea of um, Gabriel Messenger with the horn being <laughs> Muhammad's, I, I don't see where he would have heard of Muhammad necessarily, or that Muhammad, that nuance of him getting it from an angel with a horn. And just these right. horn messengers, I find to be, it's just very interesting, his choices. Also, there's like, again three or four Mormonisms. There's like oh, Joseph yeah. Smith Mormonism, Brigham Young Mormonism, Post Brigham, and then, then there's us today freaking trying to Put in it. a is, sketch is it okay, wow. for the... Re- do
3: it? Yes, that's it.
1: Wow. Okay.
3: I thought that was fascinating. When I ran across it, I was like, oh, oh, weird.
1: I know we're like two uh, hours deep and yeah, I... I'm sorry. <laughs> I really want to talk about the Adam-God theory. Are we going to do this again sometime? Yeah, let's, we, we yeah, are let's because.
2: Do I also want to talk about uh, your your is it your so neighbor that got about. dropped off in the middle of Chicago.
3: Oh, yes, he did. They, there's many people that um, serve missions in the heart of like cities or whatever. But yes, my neighbor kid went to the heart of Chicago, like nice. deep, deep in the like scary areas. And, 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 Met and pool.
2: The, the yeah. reason that yeah. I did I mentioned that is because the last yes. time that Andres and I were talking about. I don't remember how this came up. We were talking about Book of Mormon and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a video game, but like Mm -hmm. you just get dropped off in the middle of, I don't know, Chicago. (laughs) And I was just trying to think of like the most juxtaposed. He said that. And I was like,
3: Oh my gosh. (laughs)
2: And it was Word. like, I know that guy. And I was like, you can't know that guy. We just made him up like this afternoon before I was talking to you. And you're like, no, I really, I yeah, know the person. I really
4: talk. do. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I want to know all
2: about that because that could oh, very so potentially funny. end up being a, a, a strong influence on a, a fun little game we might be working on.
3: Yeah, yeah. his name is Louise. His nice. name is Louise. Well, we're going to change his name in see-
2: the game. I don't, I, yeah. that's not going to, it's already it, not past you know, the workshop. Well, if Louie, you do right. if
3: you do a name from Utah, you have to make it creative and you have to make it spelled like if it's Carter, you have to be like K A R T E R R. Like
1: it's that's it's not like a Mormon that. thing. That's a Utah.
3: That is a Mormon thing. thing? That's a Utah <laughs> thing.
1: I know a bunch of cool Mormons <laughs> in California. Uh, I have. I they don't have weird stuff like that. Oh, they're way weirder. I go. I know an Omni or an Omni. I know. Uh, I know an Alm, an Alna. I know a Moroni. I know a Moroni. If you name your kid Moroni, <laughs> I don't care if you're Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. That's just a cool name. That's cool.
3: But then they're gonna shorten it to moron.
1: Like, yeah. Well, uh, I, I. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. I think that's the other thing is when Exmo's try to make fun of Mormonism, they're actually worse than the Mormons themselves. They're just not. They're not very good at it. You know, it, it, the best um, thing you can do is just point out what's weird about it. I think that does. What's it's already for itself. there. It's for <laughs> yeah.
3: It's it's so easy that it's not funny anymore.
1: But the Adam-God theory, I just want to say, because next time we will talk about that, hopefully yes. we can talk about this idea because it's really interesting to me, this idea of God of our world and Michael, is it Michael the archangel? Yes, Michael. The creator of mm-hmm. our world. So these pictures of angels and this idea of the, it's a very different, a lot of people pro- approach Mormonism like, oh, there's a couple of different things. There's a, a whole cosmogony mm-hmm. that's completely different. And Yeah. That's going to be
3: interesting. It's very, it's, yeah, I'm down to do it whenever again. I'm yeah, glad you come. straightened
1: me up. I've, I finally
2: understand the planet thing. So they were just hopping uh, on the bandwagon. Like, that's what all the kids
1: were into. These they're days, like, you guys believe so. in stars now having worlds. But I think the point is, you got to think of it more like I, I think on, the only, uh, only comment on that is you've talked to my African friend yet, Abiza. Have you talked to him, Thomas? I have not. So he's from Nigeria and. When you ask him, like, what do you believe about heaven and hell? It's like, well, Africans didn't have that idea. It was this idea of this eternal world we live in. And so I think a lot of the differences is we have a very Eurocentric idea of eschatology, that the world's ending and that we have to be judged and that if you're not following the rules now, you'll suffer for it even after you die. These are things that didn't exist in Judaism, didn't exist in Dharmic Hinduism, didn't exist in anything before the flood. Right. And we seem to find that that flood is relevant, even from a scientific perspective, that there might be some sort of a universalizing spiritual, biological human experience that happened before that we're all divided from. So we need to look at that and understand what are we saying about architects, about demiurges, about archons. And yeah, Mormonism seems to be approaching at least the Gnostic Cosmogony, trying to understand how God's using the universe to make the universe. So, and when
3: we get into that, I think we should go down the whole thing of the levels of heaven too, because there's more than one. And the pre pre our pre eternal life, like before.
1: But really quickly, you already know if you walk into a church and you sit in the back, it's not the same as being at the front of the church, right? That's kind of the
2: yeah. That's where you can be on your phone though, is in those back (laughs) (laughs) seats.
3: (laughs) yeah you're like what but you can get out
2: first because the the worst thing at least in the catholic church because you're sitting there and it's boring and you've been on your knees and you've been standing and sitting and kneeling and standing and (laughs) sitting and then it's like it's at a movie theater right like there's certain people that they know that the movie's about to end in five minutes The credits are going to roll, but if you wait until you see the credits rolling, it's going to take you like 40 minutes to get to your car and then it's going to take 15 to get out of the parking lot. So in like Catholic church, like the OGs. Like they either the, sit at the end and then you can get out when you know yeah. that they're starting to wrap it up. Like it's a whole thing
1: in the OG though. See, cause the, I know the Novo, the, the, the Nord, the Novu Ordem church. I went with my mom to Christmas Catholic mass the other day and it was just, I mean, a month ago now, but keeping topical, it was horrifying because, you know, one of the things I like about the SSPX Latin mass, is the yoga. The fact that I get on my knees and stand up is actually helping me exercise. My I don't pass out, but they got rid of the pew kneeling. They don't even have that soft bar to put your knees on anymore in the Catholic church. And you're just hanging out with all these hippy dippy, 50-year-old anti-nuke protesters from Santa Cruz, California, it ruined Catholicism for me. And you know, Wait, I kind of like, what man, is this? This is this is Santa Rome, Cruz, is this? this is Santa Cruz Roman Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Californian <laughs> Chir- Californian Roman Catholic Church. We're the problem. It's our fault. We did this. We created the Novu Ordinum, which is like St. Francis is pushing um this hippy dippy softer mass, right? Well, do, and, do you
2: just come bring your own yoga mat to kneel on at these masses? I
1: ought to. I feel like that's the only way to deal with these people. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to be the example. I just want to say, She's you like, think Mormonism's having problems? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, Andreas, tell people where to find you again on the way out here.
1: Well, you know, if you look for me, if you listen loudly enough, I'll be screaming somewhere at some corner of the Internet. Sorry for talking so much. But you can find Andreas.me or Exertus.com. But, you know, hopefully you'll also find me on the next Heidi Love video because I'm really yes. excited to be here. And thank you for taking I'm the time. I'm excited to include
3: too. Me. Thank you. Thank you and, so much. That and where
2: can great. people find you, Heidi?
3: Hi, I'm Heidi Love again. I'm glad I was here. Um, it was actually my pleasure to talk to both of you and Zerdas. The fact Me. that I knew a couple things that that you didn't know already, I was pretty happy because I know pretty you're excited. walking... You're a walking encyclopedia. So I did my very I have best. eight tabs open
1: <laughs> from your conversation. I'll be reading through. So yeah.
3: I'm like, yeah. So I'm at the <laughs> unfiltered rise. I am wherever podcasts are served. And I'm happy to have been here. I hope I brought the
1: heat.
2: You did. absolutely brought the heat and we're going to we're going to keep it going. Uh I've got to read a long every tab that I
1: have since you <laughs> talked to me before we do our next video. I will study from the Amazing.
3: test. Perfect.
2: <laughs> and one one final shout out to the best confectioner in New Jersey, Russell M Nelson, no relation to the Mormon <laughs> Russell M Nelson. This is a confectioner in New Jersey. And I I was supposed to have a commercial prepared for Warren Jeffs family auto Lube, which is also <laughs> The fastest oh service because they've got 300 kids that will just rush out to your oh. car, change everything. It's like the ultimate pit stop. What else do you do when you got 300? That's Warren Jeff's family. You definitely need lube when you have 300 kids. Go to
1: paranoidamerican.com, uh, type uh, there's a special code so you can get a purity ring with your purchase from the... <laughs> yes, yes. And a, and and a little thing of lube. <laughs> We <laughs> gotta make aprons. That's not a joke. We're working yes.
2: aprons. We're, we're, we're making aprons. <laughs> yeah. hey, make the I'm devil's apron.
3: Right yeah. All right.
2: Thank you, everyone, apron, for coming. Uh, and since sorry, I don't have the Warren Jeff's commercial, but I've got this one.
0: Fly the Luriton Express. Call him Jeff, we are just Jeff. This is Epstein's Quest. That's right. In Epstein's Quest, you get to travel the world, see the sights, and take part in unspeakable pleasures. Blackmail your friends for fun and profit. Featuring all your favorite characters of the dark, underworld, and beyond. Bill and Hillary, Trump and Melania, with guest appearances by Chris Tucker, Bill Gates, and more. To find out, just search for Epstein's Island online and play the all-new game, Epstein's Quest, from developer Paranoid American. For more details, visit paranoidamerican.com.